0: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that needs a break from Chelsea Football Club even more than Potter and his players. And thankfully, we're all going to get one. Uh, the madness and corruption of FIFA a few years ago in awarding a World Cup to Qatar in the middle of the season now looks like a blessing in disguise. Let's face it, it's all gone horribly Pete tong for Potter, Bowley. Chelsea and us over the last few weeks, compounded by another limp defeat, this time to Newcastle United on Saturday. That's now three Premier League defeats in a row. The first time that's happened since November 2015. Actually, it's only the second time this century, because the one before that was 1999, which I will tell you all about later. Uh, Four defeats in five, one Premier League win in eight, and eighth in the league. Relegation form, it most certainly is borne out by the fact that Chelsea are 21st in the league based on the last five Premier League matches. Oh, what fun I had digging that stat out. Um, It really is a big pile of steaming shit, isn't it? Therefore, we clearly all need a break. A time to reset, get some perspective and figure out what the priorities are, solve the problems and work out how long it will all take. With Roman in charge, Potter would already be gone or on his way out, but we are in uncharted territory now with new owners, and none of us know how this will pan out. Luckily for them, they've got six weeks out of the firing line and the spotlight to try and navigate a way through this mess. Who would have thought that we'd be thanking the odious set blatter for giving us this opportunity? Chelsea really is a club in transition and not one of its own choosing. Make the right decisions, and short-term pain might give way to long-term gain. Get it wrong, and we could be in the doldrums for a generation, if not permanently. It really is that existential. <sighs> and yes, whichever way it pans out, we'll be there, week in, week out, as always. I mean, it would be rude not to, wouldn't it? And the title of tonight's show is Newcastle 1, New Brighton Nil. Chelsea Fancast number 947. And I, of course, uh, I am, of course, Stamford Chidge. And I am joined by the delectable Jonathan Kidd. Oh, what a lovely adjective. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Great to be on the show. And um, looking forward to uh, um, another series of uh, angry rants. More misery. Yeah. Gloominess, grumpiness. And People taking exception. If you want, be, if anything. you
0: want cheering up, tune into another channel.
1: Yeah, people taking exception to the fact we're not very pleased with the situation.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, or as they said in Pride and Prejudice, was it Pride and Prejudice? It was. I am most seriously displeased. Who was that? Uh, it
1: was um, one of the leading characters. It was
0: the Lady Dowager or the Dowager Lady funny Bob yeah. Watson. <laughs> Catherine, uh, de Burg, Catherine de Bourgh. Oh, Catherine de Bourgh. Lady right. Dowager Catherine de Bourgh. I'm most seriously displeased, she said. Chris de Bourgh, Lady in Red. She, she no? was her, She was his mother. Really? Yeah, did you not know that? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's why she was a Lady in Red. Lady in Red. Oh, my God. It's taken us, what, three minutes and we've already gone completely mad. We wouldn't have it any other way. Um. Anyway, old Bean, how the devil are you? Uh,
1: devilish, devilish. Yields? Devilish, yes. Was um, disturbed to have to uh, um, protect my corner, as it were, for having uh, dared to rant on the programme. They got a lot of people agreeing with me, you know. I thought unreason. you
0: had everybody agreeing with you. What I saw on Twitter and your family—that's true. There right? was the odd
1: person, the odd person who came in. You
0: must, you ago. must block them before I get to see them.
1: Funnily well, enough, I
0: have. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I was thinking, fucking hell, mate! You know, I thought it'd be like loads of abuse, and it was all positive. And it's just dawned on me; I now know why. You just block any dissenters, don't you?
1: No, no, no. no. I'm not, I don't block them on on your page. Oh, right, 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 right.
0: Okay, no, fair just enough. on
1: mine. Just fair, on mine. Fair no, no, your your your, your uh, the, the fan cast is sacrosanct. Everything goes on there. All I do is just like like the, the people who who. Um, like the fan bite i've had about 9000 views on the fan bite this week which was great
0: nah, mate look we're so not we're... I went
1: I went for it again on the fan bite but I, can i can i just say before yes. we get introducing the uh, the excellent guest that we always have we only have excellent guests on here but only this one is terrific he is the it's, most excellent is um that um uh th- there are very there there are lots of people who seem to want to um Somehow, be mollified by the awfulness of the whole situation. They want to find uh, uh, an oasis amidst the appalling desert, uh, and the oasis for them is it's it's a sort of he you give him time, you know, he he needs time. It's it's a new club for him. He ha- didn't have any pre-season. He doesn't know any of the players. All of these things that you know, it's it. it it, it, it we, we we're lucky to be alive as a club we should it's count true. our ble- count our blessings all of these things are true i i go on about it and there's some some chap there has appeared as some kind of savior who has just mentioned everything we have mentioned on the fancast since since uh, uh, the problem with Abramovich and has somehow treated as a savior with people saying on twitter uh, uh thank you for explaining it so well i've never i've never thought of it like this with potter and you go hang on We've been talking about that. (laughs) That's what we've been talking about all this time, explaining it. So, and all the person does explaining it is to go um, exactly as I've said. Well, no, you know, he needs time. The club aren't going to sack him after six weeks. We've never once said the club are going to sack him after six weeks. We have never, uh, never thought he would be sacked in this period, ever. So people suggesting that we've thought that that was the case are just just talking bollocks. We've never said that. We've just all we've done is complained about the complete shit performances, which we're absolutely allowed to do because it is complete shit. So, and he appears completely clueless. So. <laughs> What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to enjoy that. Are you supposed to go? Oh, well, if you are, matter. if you
0: are a sadomasochist, yes. Yes,
1: yes. I, you have to go. Oh, it doesn't matter. I've paid a ludicrous amount of money to come and watch my side play, and they're complete shit. However, it's work in progress because we're a team in transition. It doesn't matter. We have to approve of the way it's going. Yes, I'm positive about. <laughs> this this is off. really He's positive. Off. He's yes. off. Yes.
0: <laughs> But you get the gist, don't you? You get the do, gist of the idiocy. <laughs> no, no, are... come on, mate. Come on. Everybody's allowed to have their own viewpoint. Their own viewpoint. Their own viewpoint. I think for your own safety, you need to just, you know, goose-fraber, mate.
1: I was told I might have a heart attack.
0: I know, I know. Mate. You you, you, you might. Day, I worry about you at your no, age. No, I
1: can't possibly. I find but I'm listen, doing... listen, listen, listen. When listen. I do intervals Everybody, on the, on the mice, every... pulse rate's only up to 100. Here's the thing,
0: right? Football, yeah. football is absolute i mean you know i remember all these knobs on twitter uh blaming uh you know i don't know why i took it personally but they they were having a go at fans who just want passion and all of that well the, the thing about passion is that we are passionate about our club it it is something that we follow because it, it it allows us access to emotions that we wouldn't otherwise be bothered about so and i think on that basis everybody should get emotional about it everybody should be allowed to to air those emotions and say how they feel. That's what it's all about which means that there will be a mass uh, diversity of opinion and I think that's the point. The, you know Dane said it beautifully on, on, on Twitter this week. The whole ethos of this show has always been will always be the, uh, the, the idea of a load of mates getting together in a pub after the football talking yeah. about it and yeah. my god you should see some of the rows we've had in the pub. I mean that's the point if we all agreed and said the same thing, fuck off. We might as well listen to Radio 4, or Classic FM. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to introduce the uh, guest? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, I would, because he's terrific. He's a fantastic guest. And uh, just been his birthday. He just went to Barcelona and went round a tour of the stadium, which he, he uh, told us all on Twitter and sent lots of lovely sent lots of photographs. And... Uh, um, uh, it is, of course, the uh, as I expressed it for his birthday, the uh, the man who's a joy in enthusiasm uh, for the club and knowledge of the club is so unbelievably infectious and wonderful, and he's a very dear man. And it is, of course, our our brain brain of Stamford Bridge. It is Mr.
2: Mark Meehan. Thank you very much. Good evening, everybody. And actually, he was in Madrid, not Barcelona. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. He was in the Bernabeu, not the Camp Nou. Of course, we well, even <laughs> said that earlier on.
1: I got overcome by my desire for, uh, for for thinking of you sitting in those dreadful seats and looking down. But uh, yeah. yeah.
2: And there's, still a, there's still a bit of work to do at the Bernabeu boys and girls before it's ready. And I think the fascinating thing, I thought it looked more like a deep fat friar or George Foreman, if you know what one of those grills yeah. are, yeah, in terms of how it's going to look. But, you know, they're spending a lot of money on it. I don't know you know, who's paying for it, um, but they're probably not in the financial situation that Bath are in. Um, yeah, a good birthday. Probably the perfect time to leave the country. So even though I sort of worked out a plan on Saturday night and the game was on in the hotel we were staying in, the sort of heavens opens. There's probably a sign from up above. The heavens opened not long before kickoff, um, and we took the strategic decision, um, as we were a long way from home, to sort of like have an early dinner. So, quite fortunately, and I wasn't that fussed because I actually did think, despite being an eternal optimist, I did think we actually were going to get beat. The way the way things are at this present moment in time. So, probably yes, a blessing in the skies. Uh, I caught up today. I saw the highlights of the game, but the fascinating thing on the highlights I watched. And you, you two watched the whole ninety minutes, so I got off lightly. Is the only thing of Chelsea during the game was Conor Gallagher's brilliant shot. Yeah. Other than that, they, they showed nothing else from a positive there, point of view. There, there was, was nothing
1: it. else, Mark. There was nothing else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't miss much. Then by skipping no. the game on Saturday night and having a drink instead. But no,
1: the, the way um, the, the tactic at the moment is not have any shots at goal. It's brilliant.
2: <laughs> But what, what I'll try and do is because um, I, I listened to Friday's show this morning as well. I had a real catch up, and I was saying to Chids before we came on tonight that first forty-five minutes. Uh, and I think even one point you said about yeah needing to dampen your ire, J.K. I think someone said that too. So I'll, I'll try and dampen <laughs> the ire this evening, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take a, perhaps a slightly different view. Uh, although it's not good at the moment. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm still optimistic. You know. You know, about Graham Potter, um, but we'll get into like why I am optimistic we and what, what I think. What I think is actually still fundamentally wrong at Chelsea at this present we moment. Because there are there are a lot of things wrong. Well,
0: there I, I will I will tease that in a minute actually because I'm about to do it. In fact, right now on the show tonight, part one, we discuss Potter's team selection, which I thought was okay actually, albeit the wrong formation. Uh, we also muse over Chelsea again stuck on the back foot. Stuck in their own half, creating nothing in a clueless performance with seemingly no confidence, understanding, tactical plan or ambition. We ask, is this on Potter or the players? In part two, we ask if Potter has turned us into New Brighton. Is he in fact Graham Potterfield? Uh, with, that's quite clever and funny. I would appreciate a bit of enjoyment of that. Good, actually, it's good. Isn't I, it? good. I thought so. Like, I wonder
1: whether we could call him the GP, the GP who fails to turn up at his yes, surgery.
0: The doctor will see you now. The yeah. doctor won't see you the now. The doctor won't see you now. Uh yeah, anyway, uh so is yeah, he is, yeah, Potter, is, is Potterfield is, is, is good. potterfield
2: like But there's except, that, that's cleverer than except,
0: it there seems actually, because they may and well let's get into it in a minute. Anyway, is he is he in okay. fact Graham Potterfield? Uh with Chelsea exhibiting relegation form, Dare We Think the Unthinkable. And finally, we give an honest appraisal of Potter's first two months in charge. So what I've done, uh, I didn't know, well, I mean, I haven't spoken to Mark for a while, so it's clear he wants to have a good chat about that. I've done pros, cons, and mitigation. It's all in the running order if you two boys want to have a look, and we'll have a have a run through that and see where we get to. Because I kind of want to be reasonable, actually. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm unlike last week when I was in a filthy mood, JK, today I'm in a really bouncy, fluffy, tiggerish mood. Largely because I've just uh, poured out or siphoned out seven and a half litres of cider what i made and scrumpy I'm, chitch scrumpy chitch is in is in production right uh,
2: so so you're scrumpy chitch instead of grumpy chitch i am scrumpy chitch instead of grumpy chitch this week very good mark very good
0: anyway so when we've had our honest appraisal of potter and his first two months in charge we're going to ask well where do we go from here and also i think interestingly what would we do if we were todd bowley uh, now, part three, we have got loads of emails to read. There's nothing like a few stinky Chelsea performances to get everybody writing in, and you have in droves. And in part four, because there is thank fuck no game this uh, midweek, we can actually have a little bit of time talking about our Prem predictions table before and the you know where everybody is before the World Cup break. Now, as yeah. ever, don't what? Well, yes, we do because you're you had a shocker, a stinker, absolute stinker. I put most of them down for 1-1. One, one. You are a knob, then, because that's why you have minus 37 points. Uh, anyway, as ever, don't forget you can listen to the show live ah! every Monday and Friday at 7pm by going to uh, Mixler, which is chelsea com, where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many lovely people do. Uh, the hardcore of the Chelsea fancast audience, in fact, are the Mixler peeps. And there's loads in there at the moment. I won't name you all. I'll name a few of you. Uh, Craig Jenkins. Leaf is in there. Bob, the lovely Bob e- Mig Miguelito. Danny Francisco. Gregory Gardner. David Lott, Steve in Hong Kong. There we go. Nick Matthew Harding-Upper. And uh Chelsea Clare, the lovely Chelsea Clare, there we go. has she said anything nice about us this week? I don't know. I'll have a quick read uh, I know I share I share your frustration anyway um yeah, so uh, after all that we will be back in a minute to talk about the glorious one 0 defeat up at St James's Park by the Chelsea. <laughs> so where do we start well we start with the team selection and i have to say not just i'm not being selfish because i i kind of as always got some of it right but not all of it um but i have to say i was all right with that i mean
1: you're happy with no no
0: no but i kind of understood it um i wasn't that was one well i'll tell you i'll tell you um kulebally chile but i wasn't happy that Silva was not starting, no, because I thought yeah. I thought you know Chiloba should have been on the right like I predicted, and Silva should have been in the middle. But I understood it because you know last game before the World Cup, I can see how that happened. Delighted that Gareth, uh, Gareth, that's a Freudian slip. Delighted that Lewis Hall, uh yeah, Lewis Hall's a midfield genius. We need to get that one going again. Anyway, L- Lewis Hall was on the left like we wanted. I said you know I didn't want him there, but I could I could. I could predict that Cheek would get the right wing-back spot. We had Kovacic and Jorginho in the middle, which, whether we like it or not, is probably our best midfield two in those positions. And then, I mean, what's not to like up front? Mount, Gallagher, and Brozier. I was happy. What I wasn't so happy with was something I said on Friday, is that, you know, Newcastle will play 4-3-3. And we all know what happens when, effectively, we have two midfielders. We get overrun in midfield. What happened, J.K.? We were overrun in midfield, change. Yeah, there we, woof, 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 there we go. There we go. There we go.
1: Now, I was rude about Hall being picked. So I said I, I thought the likelihood of him being picked was very, very, very uh, low. And um, uh, 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 and he would pick Cuccarella. But then I discovered that the reason Hall was playing was that Cuccarella had been taken ill beforehand and was only on the subs bench. So there wasn't really anybody else. So Hall had to play for that reason. So to an extent, we were right. I still don't quite get the, the as the, even the commentator said, they're giving him a rest about silver because there's nothing to give him a rest for because he's about to go to the World Cup. So, uh, uh, should have started. Uh, as it was, fate um, uh, created a situation for us that Cheek gets injured, which once again, we won't therefore see see him being played uh, right wing back. But lo and behold, we get to see Conor Gallica playing there for a bit. <laughs>
0: well, Ooh, I mean, to be fair, Aspie went there first up. And then he got injured himself at half time. Did he? Well, that's why is that why he went off?
1: Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know Gallagher went there later. But it was as. I mean, my my comment is you know I like to make I said Cheek gets an injury and silver comes on, Aspy moves to right wing back, and our defence immediately looks better was was, was what I said. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well but well, well for a brief period because poor old Aspie obviously overdid it because he got injured. Um but um yeah, yeah, um kudos for but not picking Sterling. Oh, hang on a second. Sterling had a migraine. Yeah, ah,
0: right.
1: It was taken out of his hands. It's given yeah. me a
0: fucking yeah. migraine all season.
1: Yeah. Right, absolutely. Um, slightly coincidental. Um, Brozier had a go. Um uh Havertz definitely had a go. Who, who did they pick originally? Yeah, it was Mount um Mount, Gallagher.
0: Mount Gallagher and uh Brozier
1: up front. I would have, as I kept saying, I would have I would have liked them to have picked um Zayek just because he was one of the better players on Wednesday, but i got given a very hard time by by somebody about that saying, I don't want him at our club, some bloke wrote on Twitter. He I was I just dis- I loved your fan He put other than your remarks about Zayek, he should not be at our club. Oh, okay, right. So we're we're basing it on his his previous flouncy performances. Well he's rather. been
0: a wanker since he
1: turned oh, I, up. I, just let's said, be I said I just said his previous flouncy performances. Mm. I just said that they're basing it on that however he did play well on Wednesday and I've given it a go. and he actually when he came on because he came on he didn't he didn't play badly I mean given the scheme of things I still don't know what on earth they're doing at the moment I don't know whether they know what they're doing but um uh who was the other other but, yeah um we both pre- predicted Kovacic and and Jorginho um but as you say if he's going to play two, it's just impossible. But also, once again, they played exactly the way that we said they would, which is they played like Bournemouth, which is they just press, and we just seem to be incapable of dealing with it. And passing the ball back to to Mandy all the time is just. But I mean, it's it's.
0: it's oh, high comedy.
1: The poor bloke, the poor bloke doesn't know what to do. You can see he's just completely freaked out every time the ball's passed back to him. Then he think and he he. He passes it out badly. Somebody then passes it back to him badly. You think, oh, he's bound to miss it now. I was absolutely surprised they didn't score from just absolutely pressing. I mean, it seems to me that every club knows that we're shit at dealing with the press. And yet we cannot, well, Potter certainly hasn't got a clue of how to deal with it at all. They're they are they're all at sea if anybody presses. So all they do is boot the ball down the pitch. And, it, and it, it's meaningless. There's nobody, poor old Broger was on his own. He couldn't get it. He, well, he didn't. He never headed the ball once, did he? Apparently, never, never won one aerial challenge. Now that says a lot about him, I'm afraid.
0: Well, he, he was to... playing against that <laughs> fucking idiot Dunk, not Dunk. I'm getting my, my centre backs, right. the, uh, Dan Byrne who is about eight foot ten, isn't he? So, yeah, I know. I agree. And Bot and Botman, who is a dirty little fuck, if you ask me, no, nasty I agree, piece of he work. He was he was I up agree. Brozier's ass all bloody match. I have an element of look, J.K. You go and yeah. ask any any striker. Yeah. Honestly, it's not it's not fun playing up against two centre backs, right? It's just not. And I and if you're completely isolated, it becomes even harder. There was
1: one occasion, Chidge, when he had five players around him yeah. because he was on his own. I know. How, oh. I
0: mean, you know, fucking Pele's no, not gonna even deal with that.
1: There was no way he'd get the ball out no. to anybody.
0: No. I mean Mark, it 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 it's uh, I mean we could sit here moaning for England about this that and the other. I mean the I think I think something that's 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 uh you know, I think you know the the kind of random existential questions I've put down in our running order rather than the salient points that we can discuss. You can tell you can tell where we are actually in a match by, by by my running order when I just kind of like throw these random things in the air and put them in the running order rather than something substantive. But jk is kind of right i mean you know when we get pressed it puts us on the back foot we got stuck in our own half which makes it much harder to create anything but i i, I think the other point i would pick out i mean it'd be easy to say they're clueless blah 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 but they clearly are in my opinion playing with absolutely zero confidence and we know we've seen it many 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 seasons before that this is very much a confidence side with confidence players um but I wonder how much of that is also a complete lack of understanding of what they're supposed to be doing, a lack of faith in the tactical plan or understanding of it. Um, I mean, I'm not so sure about ambition. Uh, I'm really not. Whether, you know, Potter or set up... Or the badge, up... or the badge. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Badge. I I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I like, I don't know whether Potter sets us up not to lose against teams that he sees are better than us. And, I mean, right now, Newcastle are better than us, per se. So, I don't know. What do you reckon, Mark?
2: Um, Well, I'd say I I don't think Potter lacks a tactical plan or or lacks ambition. I think he has a style of playing. uh, And I think it's your first point. The way he wants to play, I think he's finding out maybe that either some of those players just don't understand it or just will, will never get it or are not the type of player that will fit into his system. And I think the way he plays or the way he'll want to carry on playing in the future sorry, it doesn't work You know, with J5 and Kovacic in midfield. Um, we, we get overrun, as has already been pointed out. We struggle with the high press. And I think the fundamental problem we've got at the moment, I don't think there's too much wrong with our defence. Uh, we need Kepa back in goal as a fit, as a fit goalkeeper. Uh, I have high hopes still for Yang, although he does frustrate the life out of me, but There is a proven class player and a goal scorer in there. I think Brozier is still raw, but I think he battles hard and tries hard. Um, So, I'm I'm okay with Brozier. I just think our midfield going forward, for the way Potter wants to play, the players you have to play in those roles. So, I agree with you. I don't think there's anything on paper that was wrong with Saturday's side. I would have had Mount and Gallagher in that side all day long. Because we need those type of players to play the way Potter wants us to play. He does play an attacking type of football, and I think catch it up on Twitter. And I know we've mentioned Tony Farmer on on this show before because he used to manage Chelsea, Everton. But Tony did a really good thread of tweets over the weekend, and I was like reading them this morning. And he does like highlight. Um, I Do you know, know what?
0: If this is going to yeah. be about an appraisal of Potter, can we keep it to
2: part two? No, it's not about appraisal possible. Because I read, appraisal... I read
0: it from Tony, and I think that I think yeah. it is.
2: And that's an appraisal of our midfield.
0: Oh, okay, uh, fair enough.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think what he basically says um, is, and you have to. I know we miss him at the moment. If you throw in J Five, Kantian, Kovacic, their collective appearances so are uh, four hundred and eighty-four appearances. They've got twenty-eight goals between. No, them. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You look at the dear departed with the beautiful hair, Marcus Alonso. 179 appearances, 26 goals. Never mind the number of assists that Alonso provided as well. You look at the current loss of Chilwell and James, who've got 140 Premier League appearances, Chelsea between them, and 14 goals. That current midfield does not get goals, does not create goals. Has never oh, done so. Yeah, and has, Thank you. And has never done so. They fitted a previous style and other manager's style, which is possession-based football, and keeping the ball 24-7, and the number of times of previous years we talked about it's wonderful having possession, Sarri, two balls good at this as well, for 75% of the ball, but it's no bloody good if we don't score any goals or create anything, uh, so we've got a midfield that doesn't score goals, the two players who are likely to score goals, you know, would be Gallagher and Mount, so going forward they have to be a fundamental part of the team, um, we just don't create enough so we don't score enough and at times our forwards are isolated by the way we set up um we need a reset we need a break i think the whole team needs a break i, need, I think potter needs time as well but that wasn't a bad team you know on saturday newcastle were in form i thought they were, ha- they, i
0: thought they were sh- they they didn't they didn't impress me i'll be honest yeah,
2: yeah. Like I said, I've only seen the highlights. I didn't have to enjoy the 90 minutes. But Newcastle's had 13 months. Eddie Howe, he's had 13 months to put that team together. Potter's had 13 games. So I'm very much in cutting Potter a bit of slack. It's a mishmash of a team at the moment.
0: Mark, Really,
2: And Mark. I think he's only he's only playing players, I think, because they're the only plays he's got at the moment because so many players are out.
0: Were we, were we, Mark, were we better than Newcastle last season? Yes, we
2: were. So, you know but then they changed managers during the season and at the very start with Howe you know there was that constant joke about they brought Howe in and they might actually get relegated because they did start really badly under the Howe regime and the Howe regime and they have recovered ground. you know but he's he's needed 13 months to get to that point Potter's inherited a mess if we're really frank and honest and it, it might take a while to sort this mess out
0: but I think I think I, I don't know the answer to this I really don't but I think this is an argument that keeps on going around. And I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's revisionism of a sort, but I think the whole issue is way more complicated because, oh, well, we, you know, he's inherited a mess. Oh, we were terrible. No, we weren't. We, we finished third last season. We got to two cup finals. We'd won the Champions League the season before. We all know why it all went to shit last season because a, we lost Chilwell, then James, we had Lukaku, like a, you know, the, the, the rotten apple in the barrel then we had COVID, then we had exhaustion, then we had sanctions. There were very good, substantive reasons why it turned to shit. But essentially, we we were not, I don't think, as shit as people are like, liking to say we, we are now. And that's why I said, well, were we better than Newcastle last season? The answer to that is, yes, we were. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I accept that Howe is getting a good tune out of them. He's making some pretty average players into much better players. What I can't understand, though, is that you know however shit we were and i i i think it's a specious argument that we were in fact shit um one thing that we were exceptionally good at even if if we weren't you know challenging for the league was defensive possession and pressing we were good we were very good at that why are we substantially worse at both of those things now jk we
1: don't appear to be doing any pressing so i don't quite you know that, that he it, what's interesting, just to hark it back, is when we played Wolves um, and he made seven changes, I know we still had um, James playing and we said had Chilwell as well as um, well. Uh, the team was very cohesive and actually played very well. And I thought, wow, this is excellent. He's just come up with the they're all playing with great energy and they seem to have a plan and they knew what they were doing. Um, and then he's gone back to what was supposedly the better team. All right, James got injured and and Chilwell got injured but um uh it all seems to have crumbled and i wonder whether it's because he's being att- he's attempting i mean i'm i'm you know i'm i'm making apologies for him really attempting to find some other way of playing um but at the moment i can't see what he is playing because there isn't there isn't a press um we look as if we're playing defensively possibly and then trying to uh Move the ball out, but we're losing possession because we're not dealing with the press. Um, uh, it 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 seems to be very difficult to work out what tactics they're playing well, at I all. I wonder if I wonder playing earlier. Yeah, they I were. mean, uh,
0: given given that they we we've seen these players. Okay, as I said, they've not challenged for the title. I know, but they no, they've, no, been but I, at, they've been good at they've been good at jk yeah. they've been good at dealing with the press before. Yeah. I know, you know, they have. We've seen these players play better against teams that press against us. Okay, we've seen them also play shockingly, and I accept that. But I wonder, therefore, if this is a confidence thing with the players. I I mean, you know, we know that the modern-day player is like a fucking racehorse, so it doesn't take much to spook them. So given everything that's gone on, and, you, you know, losing is a habit, as is winning, and uh, you get into a bit of a rut. We've seen this happen with them before. I, I think it's it's a lack of confidence, and I would argue also a lack of leadership in the players.
1: Yeah, but I don't think we had that before with the lack of leadership. There wasn't anybody who was a leader that was still the same. Uh, I mean, I I, I agree with you, really. I think if it's the same, essentially the same side. I mean, I'd be intrigued to see what happens when James comes back as whether um, it actually, it alters all our, our our. negativity if he if he somehow provides this outlet and what's missing on the right hand side is there are no crosses there are no shots coming in in fact because nobody is any good playing right wing back because they haven't got anybody to play right wing back there's a sort or even defend properly there because Asby can't do it and Loftus cheek can't do it and whoever else can't do it um it, it, what you said earlier on about all part of the team and there's no attacking going on um but I think what you said earlier on about Kovacic and Giorgino Giorgino being very specific for a sort of um, a type of play that we had. I think that the success under Tuchel was based heavily on on uh, on their um, not giving the ball away and passing very well. But as you say, we've all complained about their inability to shoot, but it hasn't stopped us from being successful. If by any chance uh, he discovers in this. This period of experimentation, which is I can only think is what it is, that they're players who mustn't be at the club anymore. And he needs a different type of player who these people put into into place to look at the data of players around Europe will therefore stumble upon somebody with the the skill set of being able to, to play midfield energetically, tackle well and shoot and get the ball in the net. Well, then um, uh, I'm all for it but I I don't really want I'm, I'm slightly I'm, I'm slightly worried Mark that saying that that they're not the players for us um anymore with Kovacic and Jorginho is is really unfair particularly on Kovacic, who's whose uh, performance has occasionally been absolutely superb particularly in uh last year against Madrid in the European Cup second leg he was absolutely brilliant so Um, I don't think he's he seems to be playing with a knee injury, which is unfair, which which means he's he's not getting out of those positions with two people next to him. It normally was the case. He would drive through, wouldn't he? And he's been giving the ball away and being caught in possession a lot. But I wondered the other thing, Chidge, was to whether, in fact, some of them don't actually care. And I'm wondering uh, this is actually the one of the problems is that it could well be. They don't get it. And they're thinking. I'm out of here soon. Well, and I I, mean, I don't actually care.
0: J.K., anymore. I think you, you, we kind of have mentioned this in passing. I I think there's a that, that's a valid valid point. I think that kind of segues Mark into something a point that I've been making, which is look, you know, if you're going to have a rebuild, then you might as well rebuild properly, you know, as in, you know, bring some of these kids through because we've brought some stunning players through recently. Lewis Hall looks another player, but the thing that that, that I think makes them stand out for me is that they don't lack that, that hunger for the club that JK is talking about. They want to, they desperately want to do well for the club and themselves. And, you know, I, I mean, you know, if we're going to have to go through a period where we're not going to compete, then we might as well give these guys a run because we might find a few diamonds in there.
2: Yeah. It's almost like going back, you know, to that free hit that Frank had, you know, I'll, I'll sort of seeing history repeat itself where, do you know what? Crank gives the kids a run. You know, Potter gives these kids a run um, because they will really play for the shirt, and, and, and they'll play for him too. And, and they'll play, they'll play for him too. And, and you have this interesting dynamic at Manchester United at the moment with the whole Ronaldo thing. We're, oh, we're, you know, we're the,
1: buying him in January. Did you oh, know God, that? According to God Twitter,
2: no. God help us if we that happen. But I, I don't. Think that, but you, know, it strengthens ten half position, um, and that suppose you that Ronaldo has done is Morgan. Um they find him some astronomical amount I I, I gather today. It strengthens Ken Hogg's position in the dressing room We're thinking, well hang on a minute. If Ronaldo can't get a game under this guy, I'm gonna really have to up my game and play play for this shirt. So actually, you know, with Potter, you know, he he will have probably some players and I think if we wanted to criticize Potter, I think he's too nice. I, I, I do think he's too nice. I think some of these players, he just, just should not play. He's playing some players who are completely out of form, but he keeps picking them or bringing them on. Just give them a spell out the side and think, well, either you buck your ideas up and you get back in because you are playing well on the training ground or you don't and give some of these kids a run because some of those players at the present moment in time, you get the sense. Is the World Cup a distraction for them? Probably. Some of them, yeah. Some of them don't really seem that concerned and again, yeah, catching up on all things sort of Chelsea, uh, and it's happened two games in a row now, where the very least people can do, especially th- where the two away games we've just had in the space of a week, having had sort of the other night, five thousand fans go up to Manchester in the middle of the week for Aspen equator to call players back at the end of the game to applaud the fans, and then on Saturday half the players walked off of that point is really really who walked bored. off do you know don't know don't know yeah
0: well i mean because i think i mean it's interesting actually because I, I wasn't yeah. at newcastle or city but yeah. i was at the yeah. arsenal game when most of us in the stadium had the right hump yeah. I, I was waiting for clayton because i thought he was going to walk round from where he sits to where i i sit yeah of course he went the other way and i sat there mm. like a lemon for about five ten minutes but because i did that rather than getting out quick like i normally do I was there for a good five minutes after the after the final whistle, and I was really struck by the the, the who, which players came round and applauded the fans. And guess what? It was the usual suspects: Aspie, hmm. Silver, uh, Mason Mount, Gal. You know the the young lads, the English lads. Hmm. You know, but this is nothing new. I mean, God Almighty, Mark. You know, I mean, by the way, uh, we are in the presence of greatness tonight. I should say because. Uh, Mark Meehan is the new chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. We'll talk about that in a minute. But when I was the trust chairman, I remember us, you know, complaining to the club at board meetings that we had with them, you know, about the the fact that they all fuck off down the tunnels as soon as they can. And they need to get, and I, I told Steve Atkins, I said, you need to fucking tell them. And he said, okay, we will. So this is not a new problem. Listen, I picked up something here that might amuse you all um, going back to something that JK was saying about our inability to score. And uh, and where we are now compared to where we have been, right now we've scored seventeen goals and we've conceded seventeen goals. Um, go- on goals scored, we would be something like equal thirteenth in the table, and you know, so there are twelve teams that have scored more goals than us, but yet we are equal fourth, I think. One, two, three, yeah, equal fourth for goals conceded. That is remarkable. I remember doing a a thing on this under Tuchel. And it was very, very similar. So, when it all boils down to it, even though it looks like a chaotic shambles and we keep losing, I think defensively we're still relatively okay. The problem is still, you know, putting the fucking ball in the back of the net. Yep. Twas ever yeah. thus.
2: Yeah, that's as I said earlier. I don't think there's much wrong with our defence. We know where we are with Aspel Equator, and we know where we are with Silver. But I agree with J.K. I can't for the life of me understand why they didn't start him. Uh, on Saturday, yeah, he's, he's only going to the World Cup. Why? Why rest him? Yeah, yeah he's a Chelsea player. Yeah, know. First, first, first and foremost. So th- there's not a lot wrong to fix in terms of our defence. Again, yeah, I would persevere with Potter, but if I had to find thought with him, is that whole persistence. If we haven't got a right wing back, of trying virtually the whole club at right wing back, just it's not. Yeah, if you haven't got the player, don't play the formation. We should
0: we should throw our hand yeah. in, Mark. You know.
2: Well, I, I think our turn will come soon. At the, the, the rate so. things are things are going, you yeah, know, play play four at the back. Then play oh, the players you know. can, I in, know. and that and that that so. Yeah, is that that's well? that is yeah, that's on Potter. That is on Potter. That is absolutely That's definitely on Potter. But, but I'm, you've I'm, got, you've got. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, get into this well, in part two in yeah, much more detail. Yeah, but you yeah. know,
0: there are mitigations. I, I, you know, I think, I think he's really been a bit flummoxed by having to play two games a week, and he's that's why we've had a lot of this rotation. He's, he's mm-hmm. worried about burnout. I've got a question for you both because you're such clever erudite people who know your history unlike me who can't even remember last week jk's questioning my sanity here but it's true
1: <laughs> questioning my sanity. Oh, wait, well
0: okay all right right i earlier on i said that uh this is now the third uh league defeat in a row for the first time since november 2015 under under Jose Mourinho. Can either of you remember the three defeats that we had? Well, of course, if you've got the running order, you'll fucking know because you just have to look at it, wouldn't you? Don't
2: look at your running
0: orders! All oh, oh, right, oh.
2: so under Jose, oh. who do we lose those three games to? Yeah. One of them was Liverpool. Yeah. Bournemouth. No. Uh,
0: hmm. West Ham. Yes. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Who was the last one too? It was away. Uh. Ugh. Yes, could they do it on a cold, damp night at Stoke? The answer was no. So no, no. <laughs> Or Nortovic scored a horrible goal. So that oh, was. I remember it. I remember. Yeah, it. Oh, yeah. it. right. Thanks, now, man. now, the the time before that was in 19, October 1999. So a bonus point without looking at your running orders. Yeah, uh, it's all right. I'm on safe ground because you never do anyway. Um, yeah. Who who did they lose to in October 1999? Three games in a row. That was the time
2: I before. I can do this because we covered it on the um, 50 Years of Chelsea. We did. Uh, uh, two of them were at home, both 5-2s. Right. We lost to Wimbledon. No. <laughs> no? No. I thought we lost to Wimbledon nope. and Liverpool in successive games. No. Nope. At home. Nope. No. Oh. Well, I'll tell you, Liverpool was one. Yes. We also lost away at QPR nope. in this period. No? Okay. Nope. Liverpool is Must right. Be... Yeah. We lost 5-2 at Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't
0: know the results. I didn't bother looking. No, that no, up.
2: no. Because, again, we the, the ironic thing about this season is that th- we end up finishing fifth, which is our best best, you know, appearance in the league table for many a year under under Booby Campbell. I, I, I no, no, ninety nine. Got... Oh, I thought you said eighty nine. No, no,
0: oh.
2: no, ninety nine. Oh, right. Start rewind. Oh. We'll
0: we'll edit that oh. out. No, we won't.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was about 89. See, yeah, 99. Last... 99. 19, 99. Three defeats. Yeah.
0: Liverpool was one. I'll give you that.
2: All right, It's was Liverpool, isn't it? Uh, 99. Watford? No. Could this be under Viari? Yeah. Southampton? No. Coventry? No. Yeah.
0: Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go for it. Liverpool, Arsenal and Derby County.
2: Yeah. There you go. So was Arsenal was I, 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 I at home? I can't remember. I, I didn't yeah. write that down. I just yeah, I yeah. just
0: basically cheated and nicked it from somebody else. I nicked yeah. this as well, which I have to say did amuse me. Peter Drury does have his moments. He must have said this on comms for somebody uh, he was commentating for. Graham Potter's Chelsea is playing a new kind of pressing football <laughs> called depressing. Yeah, well done, Peter. Love it, right? Um, before we go to a very short break, uh, it is time for me to give a very quick plug to the best fanzine in the world. That's right, Kings, Mo- Kings Meadow Chronicle. <laughs> the uh, the new offing from uh, our lovely mate Dean Mears, uh, all on the Chelsea women's team, um, and it goes as a comp- it's complimentary to his brilliant uh, Went to Mo Kings Meadow podcast, which goes up on the Chelsea fancast platform, as you all know. Um, some people that you know write for it like Dean and Clayton and uh, also people like Rebecca who's quite often on his show as well. It's brilliant. Go and get it. It's easy to do. Uh, it's available as a PDF for £1 for those in the UK or a physical copy is available for £2 plus postage and packing. And you can sort all that out at kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. But as we all know, the real daddy of the fan casts is CFC UK. Uh, a, a weighty tomb that Mark and I both write for and uh, I mean I don't know why I'm saying this because there won't be another one for fucking ages because of the World Cup but it's probably a good time to say you know what why don't you subscribe to it and then you can get it in the post and you don't have to go to the stall uh, on a match day when there are no matches uh, if you want to do that email fanzine at cfcuk.net uh, it costs you 18 quid for a year subscription in the UK 40 quid in Europe 56 in the rest of the world uh, but you can also get it uh, as a as a PDF sent to you by email and the year subscription will cost you six quid or you can pay for one as a for a pound, only a pound. Uh, you could do all this via PayPal and you really should because it's, it's, it's brilliant and it's full of very, very good writers and me. So there we go. Uh, we'll be back in part two where we will be having a little chat uh we'll kind of get, get a bit m- kind of more broad about things. i think in part two uh but we're going to have a natter about uh what are we going to talk about yes we'll have a little bit of a, a new brighton graham potterfield thing i think the interesting thing will be, be the comparison of potterfield actually especially if we have got mark on here we can revisit a bit of the uh, 1991 uh 50 years show if you like Uh, the new Brighton bit well you know rumours abounding that there's uh, he's going to make a move for Trossard Um, we'll ask are we really stupid enough to think we might get relegated and uh, then the thing that I'm really looking forward to is uh, is a proper honest appraisal of Potter's two months in charge so you know I've done a spreadsheet I've gone all Arsenal on your asses I've done a spreadsheet pros cons mitigation so we'll go through all of that and we'll wrap up with where do we go from here and what would we do if we were Todd Bowley that's a good question what would I do if I was Todd Bowley buy a nice car I think because I'd have lots of money Uh, I wouldn't have some
2: have some good food have
0: some good food no I I I eat good food I I wouldn't waste it on stupid players who don't want to play for the club that's for sure but anyway we'll be back in a minute away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Chich JK! In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable.
2: The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs>
0: fans
1: real opinions I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast total nutters and proper Chels footballfancast.com
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Danford Chidge. And uh, tonight I am mainly enjoying the show. I hope you are too. Um, JK, we've got on JK in the house. Are you enjoying the show? I thank you. You enjoy the show? I thank you. OK, I'll take that as a yes. Uh, and we've got the absolutely brilliant uh, chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. The the, the 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 main man, the general, generalissimo, El Presidente,
2: Mark Meehan. Viva el Presidente! um, One of the best ever Young Ones episodes. If anyone remembers that, yeah, yeah, I remember. Forty years! Forty years! Young Ones, Young Ones anniversary last week. It was forty years old. Can you
0: imagine that? I was, I was a young one when I watched it first up. I am now considerably older. I remember actually when it first came on the TV. uh, I went. I was still at school. And we walked in to school the next morning, and we'd all kind of—we didn't have mobile phones in those days, people. Oh no, you had to ask your mum if you could use the phone, or go down the road, put two p in a in a public telephone, uh, which we couldn't be asked to do. So we we all all me and my mates would all watch this program without having any idea what it was, and we all went into school. It was a bit—the only thing I can compare it to was when uh, the Sex Pistols were on top of the pop doing God Save the Queen. And everybody went into the school the next day and said, did you see that? Nothing will ever be the same again. And it was a bit like that with the young ones. Everybody said, what was that program? There was violence and swearing and it was mayhem. This is the fucking shit. Or words to that effect.
2: The University Challenge episode is a fantastic episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah, with Motorhead. Talks to th- great <laughs> Talk to so yeah, bottomless bogey. Crop yeah. rotation in the seventeenth century. <laughs> but just just Who bottom. did What's the,
0: the noisiest bottom burp?
2: Yeah. Rick. Yeah. Oh, I love oh it. what was what was the opposition? Um you had Mr. Kendall Mint Cake. Kendall Mint Cake. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the character played by Emma Thompson, other other than she says the Bamberguscor. Daddy sends hugs. Yes, yes. Yeah. Daddy's yes. got a Porsche. And it was Hugh Laurie.
0: As, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember their yeah. names, but they were very yeah. funny. Stephen Fry as well. brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, I tell you, what, let's not talk about Chelsea. Let's talk about the young ones for the next hour. We'll cheer everybody up. Anyway, we're not here to do I that. I would have nothing to say. Didn't you watch it? No. Is it because they didn't give you a part? No, it's because
1: Nigel Planer phoned me up and said, would I be interested in meeting them all? This was before anything had happened, with a view to doing some sketches and ideas with them. And I said no.
2: No, you no are, way. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Consequently,
1: when it was on, I never watched it because I was uh, so upset.
0: You're just nuts. Anyway, one of my favourite lines in that was because uh, the other great thing was they had this like animation, not an animation, but they had a, a little puppet of a of a hamster, or is it a guinea pig? who they called SPG. Now, those of you who are young won't know what the SPG... The SPG was a special patrol group who were a nasty element of the police force. He used to run around in 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 uh, kind of red or orange, more like red, uh, Ford Bedford transit vans. And they would fucking nick and, sh- and hit anybody, particularly black people. They were always uh, picking on the black ute in London. Anyway, the, uh, the hamster slash guinea pig was called SPG... And they had a band called uh, Amazulu on, and the, of course they used to have these live bands that would come on just randomly. It, it, it seemed, and uh, and they go, oh, I don't know, it's Amazulu, an SBG, who was also from Glasgow, by the way. Said, I'm a I'm a Glaswegian, which I always always fucking cracks me up for some reason. Amazulu, no, I'm a I'm a Glaswegian. And it's just anyway, we should move on. Really, um, okay. Has he turned us into New Brighton? I mean, this is a bit of a caustic thing to have said, really, but. Um, it has been doing the rounds on the old chatter, hasn't it? You know, interesting a lot of Brighton players. You know, has he really accommodated the fact that he's a big club? I mean, you know, does he really understand it? I think it's a bit of a pissy comment, which I probably wrote when I was in a bad mood, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> as in as in about eight o'clock on Saturday night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, he has not turned us into the mood, Brighton. But again, as, as I said earlier, He's only been in charge of thirteen games. Yeah, you know, if he's been in charge for thirteen months and we're still in exactly the same position, I think yes, we could have those type of conversations. But do
0: you, do you know? Do you not? Th- do you not? Um, th- do, you not th- do you not think it's relevant? Do you think not? Think sorry, you 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 basically buffered. So I use it as an opportunity to interrupt because I'm like that. Um, I mean, do you not? Do you not think it's a bit valid though that you know? he might be a bit out of his depth. He's never managed an elite club. You know, this is Chelsea, not Brighton. It's a very different mentality. Is not is there not something to that a bit?
2: Okay, you could say the same about a lot of football managers. Um, mm-hmm. You could say the same about Klopp, you know, further down German football. Then he got his chance with Borussia Dortmund. You, you only find out by people getting the opportunity and they either succeed or fail. But why should we don't... be the guinea pig? I don't think it's an issue of guinea pig. I don't think you fail. I'm in a Games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think you fail in 13 games. He's only been the game. What we are in the middle of is a poor run of bad results. Yeah, he's only Losing. failed
0: in in five really. If you think. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you
2: think about it, when we were doing this show a month ago, we were talking about and this is the pre the Brighton game. We were unbeaten in nine. Yeah. And we were being positive and JK gave an the example of, of the Wolves game. He brought in not players who play every week, and it seemed to work really well. So you thought there was something positive happening here. Then we had the, the Champions League games, which, again, I do blame the World Cup for a lot of where we are as well. Um, all those Champions League games crammed into a short period of time, playing twice a week, takes its toll on players' bodies, and guess what? We've lost three players, key players, through injury, you know, breaking down in, in Champions League games. That has not helped. If those players would be in the side, we might be having a different conversation. Yeah. Since since losing those players, we just look we look disjointed. He 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 is as I said, where I will criticise him for he is persevering with a right wing back without a right wing back. That if you don't have it, don't play it. So T- play Tuchel play- did
0: that as well. Yeah. So you know yeah. if you yeah, want to yeah. be yeah. even handed. on yeah. I mean, as an adjunct to that, um, Mark, you know, I, I also pithily said, "Is he Graham Potterfield?" And I said that largely because I thought it was funny. Uh, rather than any sense in between it. But actually, I wonder if there's some sort of, there is some sort of, you know, comparison to be made there. Because, you know, I remember we had a long old chat on the 50 mm. Years Show mm. about dear, dearly departed uh, dear and departed Ian Porterfield. Mm. And he was brought in as something of a, I mean, I know he was, he was Bobby Campbell's assistant. So he kind of, he was already at the club. Mm. But there were great hopes for him as a coach. Apparently he was a very, very good coach. But our football was terrible it failed miserably, and one of the reasons why it did was because, actually, like you said earlier on about Potter, Porterfield was actually really nice. He just couldn't make the tough yeah. and the hard decisions.
2: Yeah, good point. Um, and then when we talked about the show, the senior players took advantage of Porterfield. He he was too nice a guy, and I think I made the point earlier in the show, I think, again, with Potter, he probably needs to toughen up a bit, and probably maybe because we've got so many games, he's playing so many players, and trying to keep everybody happy, where you might just need to make some bold decisions and say, right, these are the players I'm sticking with and they're going to be my players and hopefully there might be some young ones, as we said earlier. I don't think he's in Portfield. Portfield was a very good coach. He was not a very good manager. Good number two, not a good number one. You know, Potter has already established he is a good number one at other clubs. Uh, If you'd ask anybody when Tuchel went, who would you want as manager? Be careful what you wish for. Um, would you have wanted Poch? Would you have wanted who else is out there? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I read something. Zidane? I read
0: something on uh, football. Yeah. Yeah, well, I read. Yeah. I read football yeah. London yeah. today, and they they yeah. mentioned Poch. Apparently, to uh, apparently, Todd Bowley he was quite enamoured of hiring Poch, uh, but they also rem- mentioned this. Is, I thought this was brilliant. Actually, J.K. I, I'm going to have to say this quite quietly because I don't want him to like spontaneously combust. But they, uh, they they mentioned Hair Flick, also known as Didier Deschamps, the water carrier. Now he is at, uh, he's obviously the manager of France at the moment. He's about to have a crack on the World Cup. Um, yeah. but there's a, he's been there ten years, and and of course he, I think he managed uh, Monaco, didn't he, before that? And he's had, he had, yeah. he he did quite yeah. well in the champion. He's, he's a good manager, clearly. I don't know about you, JK. Even though his credentials are absolutely excellent, I couldn't stand him when he played for Chelsea. And I'd have a real problem with him being the manager. I don't know about you.
1: <laughs> I don't have a problem at all with him. No, I think Really?
0: It's... I'm such yeah, a miserable old sod, aren't I? Really? Yeah,
1: I, thought, I thought he was. Um, I liked him as a player immensely. He
0: didn't like us, mate. He was obviously
2: didn't like playing for us. He didn't like playing in he the play play like... League. He, he got no, he didn't the... like Viali. That was part of the problem. As Is well, that part of the problem? I mean, Viali didn't get on. Yeah. yeah right
1: right would make sense but also he he objected violently <laughs> to being kicked up in the air all the time yeah that's true fair enough I remember Windass just kicking him up in the air at Bradford there's nothing
0: week. like somebody putting the Windass Kick, up you
1: oh hey hugely up him up his ass um so it was uh no he was a very a very elegant classy player actually and he cemented the team that that um that Champions League side was great I have a picture of them on my wall with Deschamps uh, squatting in the front row. I-, I liked him. I wouldn't have had a problem with him being manager at all. I think he'd have some very interesting ideas, and I think he'd be very dogmatic. Um, I-, I get the impression that there's a there's a, a, a an element of steel about him that uh, you don't cross him, and I wonder whether that may be. I mean, one of the advantages with Potter is he appears to have his his right hand man is a is a Scots bulldog. So uh, perhaps he does the the nastiness for him but i i i i talked about this last week i find his um his banality and his uh his clichéd conversations in the press conference and even after the games just embarrassing and i think he's got to do some work on that i really do well think i i think i think somebody's if, got
0: if, if he's like that he's like that and i mean
1: i know, well, I, 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 don't I, know. I, I, I don't know i i, I maybe the case but i i'm well, sorry you're not going
0: to change people people are people are what they are and if no, he's no, boring yeah, that's I, the way he is I,
1: I, I, Hey, 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 but I know I agree people are what they are, but I think in some instances you have to have certain representatives of the club, and I like, you know, from an ambassadorial role. I'm not saying
0: I don't agree with you. um, I I, I don't, I I don't, because I I think they drive... I mean, look, Friday nights, preview show. What have we always used to do? We used to, in granular detail, cover the press conferences. What have we not done for the last four or five preview shows? There's no point, because there's nothing that's ever said. Now, the point I really agree with you on is that... Whether you like it or not, if you are the manager of Chelsea Football Club, you are the leader. You are the face of this football club. You lead it. It's
1: ambassadorial.
0: You know, and I mean, Tuchel proved that in in bucket loads because he was left hanging out to dry. Um, Who else have we had uh, as great? I mean, Mourinho is the best example, isn't he? But, you know, you want managers to lead. Even Carlo, who was very understated, of course, he led it by his presence. He had huge presence as a man in football. That's kind of what you want, I think. So I, I, I would agree with you on that. Well, I suppose you bring I, I... your
1: baggage with you, don't you? Sorry, Mark. You bring your baggage with you. Carlo brought with him the fact that he'd won huge honors playing for Italy and won the Champions League. So there was a, um, there was a, a, a. That was his badge that he was wearing. Um, uh, Tuchel had, had had been managing PSG and clearly had a way with dealing with with well his mind was a was a, was a wonderful web of of different different tactics and he you know there is a theory of course that he was running out of ideas for our team but I'd like to see him be given an opportunity to to make the team in his own image the one that Potter's been getting but. Um, uh, um that trying to think of who else. Um,
2: not Big uh, Phil.
1: Funnily enough, not Big Phil. Not or, AVB. Not AVB.
2: No, I would say, <laughs> you've given a really good example there in Ancelotti, if you want to benchmark against Potter. Ancelotti and Gus Hiddink, two sort of very good managers that led in a different way. Ancelotti and Hiddink weren't the most exciting at their press conferences either. They were very. They're both very quiet men. They weren't like Mourinho and Tuchel, you know, very much domineering type characters. They were very quiet characters, but it's their off the field stuff that Potter doesn't really quite, you know, yeah, you know, he ain't got it. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he ain't got Champions League to compare it to. It was their off the field stuff that probably wins them influence in the dressing room as well. And personally, it could be their way of dealing with players. And, you know, uh, and we know what footballers are like. And sometimes you need this sort of like yin and yang of going through that period. And you look at that Jose period where, Jose, very, very pressurized manager, very intense manager. And that can only last, as we've often said in the past, so many years with professional footballers. And then you go to a different style, which is the Ancelotti style, which is very arms around the shoulder, the pat on the back type manager, very quiet and reserved. Um, And then we go back again to a different style when Tuchel comes back in. So, you know, Potter has got that Ancelotti, pudding quietness about him. But he still needs to step up and lead yeah. and show how he is leading. Yeah, we need to see the physical evidence of that. And that might come over a period of time. And the players over a period of time, especially the young ones, might really grow to like him and play for him. Yeah, because, he, want, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's correct, a nice guy. Yeah. You know? And sometimes footballers don't want to play You know, for several years. And VS Boas probably fell into. He was a, a piece
0: true, of shit, though. He was a nasty Yeah, but, but, again,
2: but that's what I mean. Like, you know, football is, you know, But he couldn't back can... it up, Mark,
0: and they knew that. Yeah. So they just told yeah. him to fuck
2: off. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing at the end of the day. He tried that style and it didn't work. And that's how footballers can be. Potter isn't that type of person. So he's probably trying the arm around the shoulder style. But that won't work for every player. Some players do need to kick up the arse. And we know probably who they are at the present moment in time. You can't be nice to everybody. Uh, Management and leadership isn't like that. There isn't one style of leadership. There's many styles of leadership and you've got to have all of them as a leader. You can't just have one style to it. And that's why sometimes managers fail because they only know one way, which is scream and shout at people. If if you can't adapt to that, that will only last for a short period of time. Then it crashes and burns.
1: Mm. Do do you think that there might be some in the dressing room who, um, because of his lack of success, Uh, don't feel that he's the right man to manage them?
2: Possibly, possibly. But I suppose if you look at the players who he seems to sort of get on really well, you know, the players who've been really successful in football, like the Silvers and the the Crate, they seem really tied to Potter and have bonded well with Potter. So it's trying to work out if there are players who are sort of like taking it on the easy street because they don't rate the guy. Um, It doesn't appear to be the experienced one with most of the medals.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, if that's your attitude, you need to be gone. And I mean, but a a strong a
2: strong manager will ensure that.
0: And and as we keep saying, you know, we haven't, you know, he hasn't had the time to do that. I I mean, look, I think the first transfer window, in fact, actually, if he makes it this far, next summer, next summer will be fascinating because I think that's when you're going to see, you know, Potter as a manager in terms of what he's about because you'll see it by who he gets gets rid of more than who he gets in um i've just had a a, a a bit of a brainwave chaps maybe maybe potter needs this more than anything else at the moment you know he needs a number 2 who is a big chelsea name you know somebody who is chelsea who gets chelsea there's been a tradition of doing this at the club for a long time when you talk about carlo he had yeah. ray wilkins um you know we've had we've had other instances of uh you know, Steve Clark. Steve Clark. Yeah, I mean, we've had we, you know, there's nearly always been not necessarily. I mean, actually, Clarky is a legend in my book. But you yeah. know, you you we need to have, I think, a big Chelsea presence, an ex-player who ha- has a lot of gravitas, a lot of weight. I think it has to be somebody from recent times. You know, the, the 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 last twenty years, so they can say, yeah, you know, here's what I want at this club, and this is how we did it. I think I think, you know, I wonder if this is a bit of the kind of, you know, year zero approach that Boley's taken, you know, that everything has to be not associated with the Roman regime. But I think he's dropped a bollock if he's done that, because I think we would really benefit from having a, a you know, a, an ex-Chelsea legend from recent times in the coaching staff who will bollock the players if he needs to, because he knows what it is about winning at this club, JK.
1: But how How far does year zero go? Well, I think five,
0: year zero uh, for Bowley is 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 June twenty twenty two.
1: What I'm saying about how far down do you go? Do I you think see, it
0: would need to be, be somebody, somebody from the Roman era. It needs to be a, a big player from that that era who carries with him a lot of weight, a lot of gravitas.
1: I can't see that happening at all. If he's why not? Been, if he's been trying to, Well, he? Could have had check, couldn't he? But he was too much
0: a associated. I think check, check, the, check. I don't. I mean, all this—they got rid of Marina. They got rid of check. They they they, 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 they went of their own volition. They yeah, didn't want to stay. Talk,
2: you talked to people within the club. They want the new regime. Wanted, wanted to keep Marina. They wanted to yeah. keep Marina and they wanted really? to keep Czech. Yeah, they were. They, they had no qualm with Bruce Buck going, but they wanted to keep the other two. The other two chose to go. Yeah. Oh,
0: interesting. Yes, I mean Greg Gardner on on Mixler has said what I think it's Greg. Somebody said it. I, I missed it. Oh yeah, Greg Gardner has mentioned JT. I mean, I think that's not a bad idea. I mean you can't think you can't think of anybody better to do that. He loves the club. Interestingly enough, the previous regime hated him. You know, we used to have these discussions on this show, oh, you know, JT for future manager, you know, Frank's done it. They would have hell would have frozen over before the previous regime would have hired JT as a manager. They hated him. They've gone. So that you know, that could be a benefit of year zero. Why not? I mean you captain lead a legend or would Potter feel undermined and threatened by that? I'm
1: not convinced that he would be threatened by that. He's got, you know, He's certain, a
0: clever bloke. He shouldn't be. Got hmm.
1: Such yeah. a big team with him as well. Why would he he would he would use him accordingly if they're all supposed to be great communicators and they're all talking to each other all the time. Um, no, but I, 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 what I meant by the year zero, I meant was the the complete disintegration. I meant, do you take year zero down to to uh, getting rid of a large number of the of the of players in the club, which I think is a I suppose if you look at Liverpool as an example, and you look at Man City, the I, I think the it's a different thing. Teams I, that inherited were. I, the- they went. Yeah, I think they...
0: it's a different thing, and it's it's only really a supposition on my part. I don't think it's necessarily a fact. I just get the sense that there's a real, we want to be a new broom. We want to do things everything differently. We want to create a Chelsea in our own in our own image and our own in our own vision. And I, I mean, I'll give you a small example. Why take the Holocaust Memorial uh, at the front of the Millennium Stand down and replace it with whatever they've replaced it with, which I think is advertising. That's not. If that's not sending out a message, I don't know what is. That's like you know, it's a- an airbrushing of Roman and everything that happened.
1: But at the same time, I wonder whether that's actually the, there's there's that deeper thought behind it. I just wonder whether they've thought, well, let's just change it rather than thinking we will airbrush Roman out in the same way that they no longer have the posters with the players, the the banners with the players on them outside the ground. It's just the same Chelsea Football Club banner, you know those banners that were on the lampposts every year had an, the, all the all the squad on them which i used to love because you could go along and see you know this is a very contemporary display whereas now it's just gone back to to nothing it's just saving them a lot of money obviously they don't have to have the the banners maybe,
2: printed maybe they know the, something we don't yeah.
1: but they are getting rid of everybody <laughs> or
2: the other possibility is no 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 the other possibility is well of a modern day footballer Many of them have got written, written in marketing clauses mm-hmm. to their contract and yeah. you wouldn't rule out – this this regime is about the dollar as well. You wouldn't rule out um, player A having his banner on the Fulham Road. Um, he gets a salary boost as a result of that. Would not rule it, rule it out. You know, they're looking at every – in that first 100 days, looking at every penny how money was spent. And if they were spending money on banners with players' pictures on them along the Fulham Road, and the players get a bonus as a result of that they might take the viewpoint well actually that's one way to bring the wage bill down
0: right we're not going to get relegated are we jt uh, jt jk just i just promoted you mate number
1: 26 um uh i think there's a distinct possibility
2: no 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 no, no, wait wait! wait, wait. wait. i I didn't finish my sentence wait for it wait for it it. (laughs) you you didn't finish my sentence you didn't let me finish my sentence
1: yeah that was cruel mark
2: sorry sorry. really cruel (laughs) really cruel
1: (laughs) cruel. (laughs) distinct possibility that when we come back from the world cup we will continue to lose because the players won't be fit to be going to the side and i don't think that um uh the rest will have helped anybody or whatever I think we will have the same pattern of because they won't have trained together and I think the next month after that will be as difficult as it's been this month um however if then James comes back in and even the possibility of Kante playing and by then we would be in the transfer window and he buys a couple of players or even one player and Fafana will be fit I think it alters the situation completely but I really do think that we will struggle again in the first few games after the World Cup because it will be the same, the same team, essentially.
2: Mark? No, I don't think so. Um, I think what, we, what we'll have is, providing everybody's fit, I think this has come at the perfect time for the club, for Potter, for the fans as well, a welcome six-week break. I think everyone's going to be in the same boat in terms of fitness. Yeah, this World Cup's going to do it to everybody, not to Chelsea. Um, but I think we are in the fortunate position. We've got some players not going to the World Cup and we can get them fit. And they are actually players we badly missed, not just this season, last season as well. And I think if you've got a fit Chilwell, fit Rhys James. I don't know. Does anyone know how long Fafana is out for? Will he be back in six weeks' time?
0: I think he'll be, he should be, I think, <clears throat> from what yeah. I
2: understand. Yeah, and I, th- I think the real test pick up JK's point though. I think the real test will be the first two games because, in the same way, winning becomes a habit, defeats become a habit, and we're in the middle of a three defeat run. Our first game back is Bournemouth.
0: Now, right now, that's tough, but by by the 27th, it might not be because they wouldn't have played for six weeks.
2: But even then, even sort of now, yeah, you know, it's Chelsea we're talking about a proper Chelsea side. At home, and they haven't got Eddie Howe there anymore. A proper Chelsea side should beat Bournemouth at home.
0: Yeah, definitely. they may have yep. Bielsa
2: by then. Bielsa, maybe be Oh, and then we, de- like de- we
0: definitely will if Bielsa. They will definitely
2: win if they got Bielsa. It'll be here. it'll be six four yeah. or something like that. Uh, yeah. So a proper Chelsea side should beat Bournemouth in December. Then we've got Forest away. Again, we should go to Forest and we should win. The important game and I think this is the real test when we come back for Potter is that game against Man City on that Thursday. definitely. Potter gets a result of that. Let's say we beat Man City at home. That's three games back, three wins. Throw in an FA Cup tie that goes in Chelsea's favour on the Saturday. You're in a four-game spin. You then got Palace at home. You could as quickly go from three defeats to four or five wins in the same way Potter started with that nine-match unbeaten run. Then we go to Liverpool on the 21st of January. And let's yeah, yeah. let's see how that plays see, out. That,
0: that that could be a relegation six pointer, you see, couldn't it? It
2: couldn't. It, could, it oh, couldn't. Well, it. You are well, Mr. Positive, blimey. No, but I, I think I don't think it's going to get a whole lot worse. I think we've gone through a really bad period. We've lost two key players, and it's not even relegation form. The last three games, yes, are relegation form. But if you look the at last the last first... five games, are yeah. So the last, five games. but he's only been in charge for eight league games. Eight. <laughs> He's only had 13 games in charge. Five of them have been Champions League games. If you look at his league form, and our Champions League form under Potter is seriously much better than our league form, he's had eight games in charge. If he continued in the vein of our league form for the rest of the season, we could probably still finish ace on that pattern because the number of points we would get, if you use the same comparison last season, we would be less City and Leicester City finished eighth in the table last year. They won 14, they drew 10, they lost 14. Mm. And that's where we'd be heading. Not relegation form. We'd really have to go... We'd have to try really
0: hard, wouldn't we?
2: A real downward spiral to even think about relegation. And also, as bad as things look at the present moment in time, look at the rest of the Premier League. With Chelsea, for crying out loud. Yeah, but that's... I don't think
0: that makes any difference anymore. I mean, I'll tell you why I even... Dead to pose the question one is because jk was saying we were going to get relegated last week which did did amuse me but also <laughs> I, when i saw that that relegation form league table i thought fuck and then i remember and then we had that oh the last time we lost three games in a row was under mourinho, and that was at the beginning of the end not 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 necessarily the end of the beginning but the beginning of the end of mourinho and the way the players just fucking chucked it in and and I just thought, fuck yeah, there's there's quite a few players here that might do that. There are no real leaders in this team, and you could see. I think actually, if it if we weren't having this break, I think it actually potentially could spiral into something horrible like that. And of course, the worry is we've all we've seen it for many 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 years. Great teams with good players. Now they're too good to go down. Yeah, but the trouble is when they get into a relegation dogfight, they don't know what to fucking do because they're not used to having one because they're used to challenging for the top four. So I think if we hadn't had the World Cup break, I'd have been quite worried, actually. But I think the break's going to help them. I really do. Uh, because if it, it might help us only because it's not going to help anybody, if you see what I mean. So we we'll are all be in the same boat, and we might capitalise on that anyway. Potter, an honest appraisal. Do you want to hear it? Nope. Yeah, go for it. OK, the pros. He's a young, upcoming English coach. He did well at Brighton on no budget, which, by the way, I think is... I think is going to be important working with Boley, because I don't actually really think, I know JK disagrees, but I don't think they want to spunk loads of money away like Raymond did. I think they want to do it on a budget. He can work with Boley. We know that's why he got the job. They, they, they share the same vision, apparently. Um, he's done well in the Champions League. I know it's average teams and all, but... Uh, we we finished top of the group, which is a minimum requirement for Chelsea. I've seen us not finish top of the group plenty of times. We did it with a bit of a plomb, really. We beat Milan home and away. He gets a big tick for that. He is playing our younger players. Um, I'm not convinced yet, or don't know yet for sure whether he's really wedded to that idea of bringing them through. It could be as a consequence of the fact that he's having to rotate. But I I mean, put let me put it this way. I think Broyer's had more game time. Uh, because Potter's been in charge, then he would have done had Tuchel been in charge because he would have played a Bamiang every week. So I think that's a positive. He buys into the rebuild project. Um, it's obviously something that he, he, he kind of likes to do. And of course, that's really where we're at. We are going to have to rebuild. We all know we have to get rid of a lot of make-weight, dead-weight, you know, stinking-the-place-out players. Um, and he's all in for that. There have been glimpses of attacking football. Sadly, only glimpses, but that 20-minute spell against Salzburg, I thought, was was very good. There, there was like a, ah, oh, if this is what Potterball's about, maybe it'll be quite good. Clearly, we've not seen enough of it, but there have been glimpses. The cons. Poor results, clearly. Poor performances, even worse, obviously. Tactical chaos. Too much rotation. Playing players out of position, playing players out of form and on reputation. Sterling. No track record of winning trophies. He has none. We're normally hiring coaches that do. I would argue that whilst he has a lot of potential, he is not an elite coach. Usually we hire an elite coach. He's got no experience at this level, and I think maybe that's shown with the two games a week. I know that you can say that's about a lot of people, but an exper- I mean, Tuchel didn't like it, but he knew how to manage his way through it. I wonder if the players believe in him. I wonder if he can attract really top players. One of the great things about having an elite coach is that they will attract top players. You know, Again, this is something that we've seen proven in the past. Um, I mentioned that um, our defensive possession, pressing and shooting and scoring have got worse. I mean, the shooting and scoring have basically remained the shit as they always have been, but the possession and the pressing have got worse. Uh, And I wondered the last thing is, you know, can he do something that he's not had to do before which is to rebuild and construct a team and and still get results because lurking at the back of my mind is the fact that Boley and co have spent a huge amount of money on this club and they've all said as we know and we know as well that the best way of making money out of a football club is to be successful on the pitch so you kind of have to be able to do these changes and go through this transition and still perform and performing means getting in the top four and I do wonder that. Here comes the mitigation. He arrived at an awkward time, by which I mean, you know, they fired Tuchel and there'd only been a few games gone on the season, so he had no pre-season and all the rest of it. That's no good time. There's no, you know, the, the, the best time to join as a manager is at the end of one season, have a whole pre-season, and then you go, there you go. It's not good coming in once the season started, and I have sympathy with him there. He's only been here a short time, so, you know, Frankly, it's probably too quick to judge, although our sense of entitlement and panic is going to mean that's difficult. There has been a crazy schedule due to the World Cup. There has never been a season like this because of the World Cup. That is going to, you know, have some sort of an effect. It certainly has on us. Um, I think the real um, the real issue, as many people are saying, and this is absolutely true. You take Kante. James, Chilwell, out the side any side, they will find it hard to deal with that. you're, you're Arguably your three best players. Add in Fafana, who was brought in specifically to uh, bolster the loss of um, certainly Christensen, arguably Rudiger, that's a big blow and actually I think losing Kepa has been a big blow. Kepa had a very, 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 very rich vein of form before he got injured but more to that, he plays the way that Potter likes to play. Kepa is great with his feet. You know, you can pass back to Kepa and it's going to be fine. You pass back to M- Mendy and it's like the Keystone Cops. So I think Kepa's a big miss as well. There are other players that are also carrying injuries too. Uh, Jorginho's been carrying one for a while. Kovacic has been carrying on for for a while. I suspect there are others too that we don't even know about. So that's not a good situation for any manager. I mentioned the World Cup being a massive disruption um he's had no transfer window uh we he hasn't had a chance to to put in the players that he trusts knows thinks he can get a tune out of yet of course there are many current issues with this team and players that are long-standing ones that predate potter um and as i said there are long-standing squad player deficiencies which we all know about and of course we're also dealing with a situation from this summer which i think is you know muddled transfers coming in but also uh key player losses i don't think we've quite really caught hold of the uh, big blow losing rudiger was who actually did bring a bit of leadership and was bloody good at the time so i think there's plenty of mitigation there i'm going to go to you mark and then we'll wrap up with jk
2: what a very good summary
0: i tried to be honest and reasonable not pissy about it right
2: no that's 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 really balanced here you, you've highlighted all sorts things that he's, <clears throat> he's doing well. Um, I think my only nervousness about the transfer window, and I know he, he can work with Bowley, and the Bowley vision is to sort of acquire the best young talent. I know we joked about earlier. I, I think a red flag for me would be if we ended up buying Ronaldo. I think that would destabilise everything Potter would be trying to do. And I know Tuchel kicked it in the touch. So hopefully Potter stands his ground on that one as well. Um, it would be bad in the dressing. It would be bad off the pitch as well. Um, so, although he can work with Bowley, I think he may have to sort of like flex a bit there, you know, if he tries to push Ronaldo on him. I think there's there's good points there in the cons as well. We said earlier about playing players out of position, um, playing players on form. Now, is he playing these players on form and reputation because he's got no one else? You know, the squad's big enough. We've played enough players. And he still hasn't found a solution to that ever-going problem of just oh are scoring, you know, and finishing. If you look on the stats, you know, we, you know, we we have chances. You know, it's not as if we've got nil chances going. We have chances. We're not taking them. And we talked a lot tonight about that mitigation as well, the injuries to key players, the dog's breakfast, you know, that the World Cup is in terms of the disruption it's causing. And he, he's inherited sort of like a mishmash of a squad that, you know, has not been properly dealt with by the previous administration and many, many managers. And then another thing, just picking up on a quote from the weekend, if you go back over the last seven years, we've signed 50 players, 50 players in the last seven years for £1.4 billion. And we've had 59 leave, is not including loanies, 868 million. So, yeah, there's a net of about 500 million there on players. But if you go back to 2015, which was that turning point with Jose and then Conte coming in, it's not as good as it was perhaps back then. It's a bit of a mess. And yet we spent $1.4 on 50 players in that period of time, some of whom are obviously still there. And there was another or window to come as well. So the January one is not the best one, but it'd be interesting who Potter brings in because they seem to be indicating new players will come in. And then the most key one will be next summer. And i will see how he performs in the summer as well. I still think there's a lot of football to be played. 14 games in, 24 to go. There's the FA Cup to come. We're still in a good position in the Champions League. He's going to get players back. In a few months' time, it could look a whole lot better. Mm. JK, what do you
0: think of my honest appraisal? Um i think her appraisal is a true
1: one and i think uh you've sort of gone backwards and forwards to putting pros and cons so i can't really say that can i that it's all true but it is all true um all the all the pros are there all the cons are there um uh yes he's been thrown in at the deep end um yes he he has this get out of jail free card as a consequence everything that you've you've put forward uh as being the mitigating circumstances um allow him this time to fail the the dilemma is is how many people will he uh offend is the wrong word how many people will be put off him completely by these performances i don't think he's helped himself with the last three games where we have i think as the the word we've all used has been clueless and i think if he'd if the performances had been reasonable um he'd have more supporters at the moment he has a large number of the fan base uh and match going supporters who are very anti him uh because the it appears that he doesn't know what he's doing and uh when managers don't know what they're doing over the last few years we we've wanted them out um obviously that's not going to be the case because as I say he has the the get out of jail free card that allows him to um uh, to be bad really um and the, the the world cup coming up is an enormous um uh what if uh we've no idea what's going to happen afterwards we uh i think the injuries have been very difficult for the club indeed i think what you said mark about for was interesting i mean i agree completely i think his injury which appears to be uh never-ending i thought the i didn't think he had a particularly bad what was it knee injury didn't think it was mm. particularly bad but uh um the fact that he's been out this long and it's gone into the World Cup is is bewildering actually um but yes they've they've looked a patched up side uh none of the signings has come good at all um Koulibaly looks very very uh ordinary with moment flashes of excellence and then flashes of idiocy um as, a, as in the Arsenal game um uh, Look, you, as in,
0: you've got to remember all the signings have, have been uh, Tuchel signings, stroke Bowley signings, none of them are Potter's players no
1: right? indeed indeed so therefore therefore, it, it hasn't helped him that he hasn't even had access to players um, that he thought the players that w- would, would help him out mm-hmm. um, regardless, no he hasn't signed anybody so that's another positive but you know and it may be that if he does sign Trossard you know it's been done before you get players signed from lower clubs um who are your players who do it for you who are terrific. Trossard's
0: a Belgian international and I think I think he, the idea from what I read today is that he's he may be brought in to replace Ziyech so Trossard or Ziyech for you
1: at the moment well I think a no brainer Ziyech, isn't it no brainer of course you'd get Trossard in every yeah. time if they're going to get rid of Ziyech in the, in January which looks very like, likely um but uh I think the two big things that in in his disfavor are the alienation aspect that he has managed to alienate large numbers of the of the fans. I know all of those who sit around me can't stand him already. Um, it's, that's purely through watching the football. That's purely just thinking. I can't see where this is going, and I don't think people have got the same um, fair view of what we of, that we've got the world that we've got. I mean, I, I'm 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 starting more mate. The, the
0: amount of money you lot pay for your season tickets, I don't fucking blame you. Yeah I mean it's I mean I know that was pithy but well, no, it's I think true, th- there's there is there is truth to that because if you're paying I'm not going to tell people how much you pay you pay a lot more than I do to go and watch Chelsea football club uh, uh, you know you you, I sit you in there- the best seat yeah fair you, you therefore will probably have not you necessarily but the people around you have a different expectation as to you know they do want to be entertained they do want to have good football i don't really give a shit i just like to go there scream my head off and moan about it or be delight- deliriously delighted and then fuck off back down the pub but I pay a lot less, so that's easier for me also, to say.
1: It's always stupid for people to say, well, they're corporate. Or know, I'm not saying that. They're, no, no, they're no, not, heard, no, 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 no. Lots of people no. do. Lots yeah, people do. They don't actually appreciate that. large time fans. Yeah, huge fans who've mm. been in, on, the, on the terraces and have, and have been in cheaper seats. And as they've got better at their at business and their jobs, have wanted to sit in better seats. It's been as simple as that. I mean, some of them are. There are uh, tourists, and some of them are sons of already very wealthy people who seem to spend a lot of their time in the seats just betting on their phones. There's
0: but no that, way uh, to talk but... about Michael Gove's son, mate. Hey.
2: JK, do you really think a large portion of our support wants Potter out?
0: Yeah. Well, no, JK, uh, to be fair, Mark, uh, he uh, said, yeah. JK yeah. said of the people who sit around him,
2: I know sitting around around him, but,
1: yeah, um, but I, I even think, broader, I even think broader. Um, more than that. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. See, I don't I don't get a sense of the I don't that think the massive, hard lower. I I I think in the cheap seats. Yeah. No, I, I I don't think it's about sort of price of seats either. I think most match going fans, in respect of where they, they sit, it hasn't really shown in home games of people being anti-potter. If this was Twitter, I'd say, yeah, there's a lot of people on Twitter that want Potter out. I think most people that go along in all parts of the ground you know, are Chelsea supporters, you know, other than the on tour. And, yeah, they're there to support the team. They support the manager. I don't get a sense of, and I think people are quite patient and tolerant with Potter. We haven't had that many home games out of that 13. We've had six home games. Three of those were Champions League. I don't think people have got an issue with any of the three Champions League home games. Even the Salzburg home game, we should have won we just conceded a stupid goal at the end. Um, I think the issue has been that the last two home games in the league have been Manchester United and Arsenal. And I think people are frustrated because of who the opposition are. You know, people were fed up we didn't beat Manchester United and absolutely annoyed that we rolled over to them. Which, I, you know, I know they're top by five points, but there's been better teams at the top at this time of the season than at that Arsenal side. They're well organised, they're not bad, but... Yeah, you know, they're not the greatest thing since sliced bread, and that their fans make them out to be. I don't get a sense that this widespread campaign. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree Chelsea, with that,
1: Mark. It's not, yeah. not my experience. I don't experience think it's a campaign, but I don't yeah. think people are happy with him.
0: No, I don't. Um, I don't think people are. We're miserable, and it's a bit depressing. But I think I think people kind of understand where we are. You know,
1: I've had several people writing poems to me, um, asking for him to go. So I'm afraid, poems. Yeah, poems. I got sent a poem. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were they were they scented, or what? Have You got fans, mate. No, have you were, got fans. They, they,
1: they were scented by mail. Oh, very good. Uh, you got, you got, you got, got, mate. You
0: got. So what you're really saying is JK's fan base are basically want him out. That's what we're saying. JK, JK now has his own personal fan base. who's sending perfumed poems. <laughs> Fucking marvellous. You're such a legend, mate. This, well, this, we're going to have to stop coming on the show because you're just too big for us, man.
1: This story has escalated
0: <laughs> unbelievably in those few seconds. Like yes. a kind of fantasy, my fantasy. my furtive imagi- imagination, mate. <laughs> yeah, Listen, yeah, let's yeah. let's wrap this up. Uh, I think yeah. we've been pretty good for a change. I hope I hope that's redeemed. Or i haven't really
1: finished my sentence.
0: Actually, okay, there, we'll finish we, your sentence then. Finish my sentence. Like like you got to um, eat your meat, otherwise you don't get any pudding.
1: It's just it was just the same idea that um, they have to come back. It, I agree completely. I think I've been saying this all the time. I think it'll be very different come January because I do think he'll buy a player. I do think they'll buy somebody. I just think that's uh, if, if they may even be discussing this, even well, they'd have to be discussing it now just to write the ship, as it were, really, because um uh, the fact that they've they've fallen foul of all these injuries and they and I know that there should be players to come through, but it's absolutely glaringly obvious that there aren't players to come through and you can't really rely on 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 some youth to come through and help you in this situation. I think they need to buy a. A reasonably experienced decent player um whether it's a midfielder or whether it's a another defender just somebody who's there somebody actually quite multi-talented might be the case just to bolster the fact that they seem to be unbelievably injury prone
2: mm. now whether
1: whether this means that um uh i mean they got rid of all the the doctors didn't they accordingly well it just he just said we're we're very very unlucky aren't we with with injuries it just seems mm. Uh, um, are they over them? So,
0: somebody somebody made a really good point, J.K., On, on I mean, I know it's Twitter, but you never know. It might have been reasonable. They said something quite bizarre, which I thought about, and I thought, oh, you know what, maybe you're right. They said that actually our passing is so bad that quite often um, a lot of players uh, are getting injured because they're having to stretch for the ball in a way yeah. that they wouldn't have to if the pass was accurate. And I thought, yeah, well, actually, you might, know what, maybe
1: might be being kicked, accordingly, Chich, if they're not quite there, if the pass is out of them.
0: So, you know.
1: That's a very good point. But then what's that down to? Because they're all... You're not going to tell me that Jorginho and Kovacic have difficulty difficulty passing. I haven't said that the amount of times they give the ball away. But Kovacic has been very guilty at the moment of...
2: But he always has been.
1: Sloppy, but even it more has so. Has been. No, listen, no,
0: no. I I want to wrap this part up because otherwise yeah. we'll we'll go on forever. And anyway, I
1: have not finished quite. But anyway, tough. we're going to get we're going to tough. get. Relegated.
0: I'm, I'm editing. Um, okay, okay, fair enough. Right, like, getting, glad getting to relegated. know. Listen, uh, uh, listen yeah. because I know uh, when we got Mark uh, on, uh, when we got Mark uh, yeah. on a show, it ends up being four hours, and I'm tired unless, and I'm I
1: getting relegated. Unless everything changes. All right. Well, of, listen. Both listen. you and Mark have said. Mark, did Jonathan not know? What would
0: you do if you were
2: Todd Bowley? Sell the club. <laughs> <laughs> no no he's going to do that in 10 years time jk when he's made a lot of money like, like, the, like the
0: fsg group dude like, like yeah
2: that. history will repeat itself in 10 years time possibly but um they'll have made a profit and now roman he'll... will
0: come back and he'll sack the manager
2: uh and i do talk I principle say, he'll sell sell it back to roman in 10 years time at a profit no because the question you know you were saying where do we go from here and I was going to say, is it down to the late? Oh, you know, I nearly <laughs> wrote that. I nearly wrote that in the running order. And I yeah. thought of that as well. <laughs>
0: la 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 <laughs> la 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 la. I
1: used to really like him. He wrote some fabulous songs. He listened to what, the second album. There's some really fabulous songs on it. This is after uh, Haircut 100. Yeah, he's a clever bloke. Very clever man.
0: Very clever. a lot of session work as well and producing. Anyway, we're not talking about haircut fucking 100. What would you do if you were Todd Bowley? Uh,
2: what you do with Todd Bowley? I, I, I think I will do what I think he will do in the transfer window. I think he will probably bring in some key players to help strengthen the squad uh, in areas of weakness at this present moment in time. What I would not do if I was Todd Bowley is I would not buy Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, mm.
0: Quite right. What about you? What if you were Todd Bowley, JK? What would you do? Uh, I'd
1: sell the club, sack the manager, and um, uh, give me all the money to run the club.
0: You'd you'd basically give the job to you. But I've just done that. I said, "What would you do if you were Todd Bowley?" Oh, that's what you just
1: said. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just do that.
0: So the assumption is that you've kind of already got the club. (laughs) So would you sell it? Is that what you say? No, no, of
1: course I wouldn't. If I was Todd Bowley, I. If I was Todd Bowley, I'd try and get a better understanding of English football, I think. But he is. hes I would stop being the head of the um, the director of football, which he's doing anyway, because he's getting somebody in, isn't he? Yeah. So it, I would I would I would work on getting the club a billion pounds a year, which is what you've just stated in your recent a uh, um, uh, recent interview that you had you marketing possibilities, but the marketing, as we've said, as we keep saying is, is dependent upon success on the field. So they have to be successful on the field. How long has he given the management and the setup before they become successful? Well, I would like to know if I was him, I would, I would tell people my view is that we will be successful in three years. They won't do that because they don't want to, to make themselves look vulnerable. But I would say, that we have a, I would formulate a plan. I would I would, I would, would say we are sticking with, oh, you can't say any of these things. You can't say you're sticking with the, the coaching staff. We know they're sticking with the coaching staff.
0: But i uh, um The coaching staff have our 100% backing fired next week. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, uh,
1: but no, what is he? Is he on a six-year contract, Potter?
0: Five-year, I think.
1: Five-year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that's with all the staff. It would be horrendously expensive to get it. Having said that, that's what they... Roman
0: used to do all the time
1: that's what we did all the time yeah um uh, if I was Todd Bowley I would just having set everything in motion
0: I would now sit back and observe the uh um
1: the fruits of my labors
0: Mm, okay I think it's a difficult question because this is the the great kind of zen if you like of uh of, of great management and leadership um Because you don't know, you know, you just don't know whether your decisions are going to work or not. And as as Harold Wilson once said many years ago, events, dear boy, events, you know, because that's the trouble. You're always dealing with shifting sands. If Potter works and it doesn't bankrupt Bowley or just cause utter catastrophe, it could be seen as the greatest decision made in this club. If he's gets it wrong it could be seen as the worst decision in the history of this club because as I said the existential fallout from this is is, I'm not pissing about here because everybody else is upping their game aren't they in one way shape or form it's not a battle for top four it's a battle for top six so if you get it wrong it could be really really seriously bad for us for a long time Um, you know but that's that you know I think Bowley will stick with it if I was Bowley, I would stick with it too because that's what you do if you're a leader and you make a decision. But I would hope, like J.K.'s intimating, that he does understand, and I'm sure he does because he's not a stupid man, that you've got to have some sort of success as well. You know, you don't have to have a a rewriting of history saying, well, it's because we're really, really shit and we've really, really been shit for years because we haven't been. And secondly, that we can afford to spend a few years outside of the top four because I don't really think we can afford to fall too far behind so i would hope that we do look to get good uh recruit i mean you know they, they're recruiting all of these recruitment staff so let's hope for, hope they can do their bloody job and get us some decent players in because here's the thing it's all very well and good saying i'm going to rip it all up we're going to have this great idea of bringing young players through buying the best young talent so that in three four five years down the line we've got great resale value and also they've become really great players for us you know, I think that the, you need to recognise that we are in a transition period, but we need to still be successful. So I think you're going to have to take the hit, Todd, and put your uh, hand in your extensively wealthy pocket and actually get some short-term fixes in the interim to, to steady the ship and and buoy the side up so that we can at least get over the line, even if it's creeping over the line. So, you know, maybe get try and get two, three players in over, over the January Transfer window that can almost hope because you, you can't guarantee success, but hopefully go some way to making sure we can try and get into the top four. Because I think it's really important that we do, because so many other things depend upon that revenue, attracting decent players, etc. 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 So if I was Todd, that's what I would do. So there you go.
1: I think we both said that that was the case, what we'd like really. Yeah,
0: be- I think we're not a million miles away. Anyway, we better wrap up this part, otherwise, I, I won't get to bed for hours. Um. Before I do, I just want to uh, say uh, two things. One, if you want to own a piece of Chelsea, then you need to get yourself a CPO share. Why? Well, owning a share means you have a share of the freehold of the stadium, and it protects it from being sold to a property developer in the future, i.e., when Todd sells out in ten years' time. Uh, and of course, most important of all, it ensures that footballs played at Stamford Bridge its a spiritual home forever. Now, shares are priced between. About 110 quid for an electronic share up to about 175 quid for a frame share signed by a Chelsea player. If you want in, just go to the Chelsea website and search for Chelsea pitch owners. Secondly, uh the Chelsea Supporters Trust. We are in the uh, presence of greatness tonight because Mark Meehan is the fourth uh Chelsea Supporters Trust chairman, following on from Tim Rolls, myself, and uh recently Cliff Auger. Congratulations to Mark. Um, a more deserving uh, candidate, I cannot think and uh, uh, had I been at the meeting Mark as you know I would have voted for you but thankfully you didn't need my vote it was pretty unanimous so massive congratulations to you Um, would you like to make your first official public statement as the Chelsea Supporters Trust chairman
2: Uh, no I I would just say two things Uh, I think thanks for the people that voted me onto the board in the first place Uh, and I'm just delighted and honoured to succeed um, Cliff Auger as chair And I look forward to working with the board and and with the wider Chelsea supporters group going forward. I think interesting times ahead, ground ground redevelopment is going to be a really crucial area of activity over the next couple of years for the trust. You've got the whole stall potential sale of that site, uh, ideas about perhaps the Clear Lake group acquiring assets in and around the Fulham Road area to enable the site just purely to be about football. Um, So that'll all be interesting. But whatever happens, uh, the Trust will be there, obviously representing supporters' wishes and desires with the new administration. Mm.
0: Here, here. Now, if you want to join the Trust and uh, there's no time like the present, um, particularly when things are changing rapidly at the club and we've got new owners, uh, it only costs you five quid to be a member. And if you are a member, you will get a say on important issues such as... European Super League, if that rears its ugly head again. Ticket prices, kickoff times, many other issues that are very important to supporters as a whole. Uh, and uh, as Mark said, we make sure you get your voice heard by the club. And of course, you can attend any of the meetings that we have. You can vote in the elections and you can put forward motions in the AGM. And you get a lovely, shiny, it's a bit like a Blue Peter badge, but better. It's blue for a start, uh, and it's got Chelsea Supporters Trust on it. So you get a nice badge as well if you join up. ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. Uh, To sign up today, we will be back in a minute for some emails.
1: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy,
0: and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea!
1: FootballFancast.com.
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm of course Stanford Chidge and I'm joined as ever by the erstwhile Jonathan Kidd. Erstwhile,
1: that means I'm no longer. Who am I now?
0: I don't know. You are so you are so many people in one little person. Athanod Dick. Exactly. Uh and who else we got on the show?
1: Mugmeean.
2: Lovely Mark Meehan. Good evening, everybody. Um have a good six weeks off. Go to the pub, go out with your mates, go to a gig, and forget about Chelsea Football Club till the. 20th Watch Chelsea the Women. Moment. Yes, yeah. oh, yes, we, yeah. we should mention that. Are you going on Sunday? No.
1: I'm going to see the third part of That's um, <coughs> Das um, Rheingold, Wagner's opera.
2: Okay. You're not you're not going to Chelsea Women against Tottenham Women.
1: Mm, you're going no. to the opera.
0: Well, then, good for you. Listen, Ooh. we got some. Lots of emails tonight, and uh, I'm I'm looking at a ten o'clock finish at the moment. So, uh J.K., if you haven't, you know, uh, coughed your last breath on that cup of char, uh, we have one from Don Tabir.
1: Now, now this is an interesting email, which because it's so short, I've had an opportunity to read it already. Because there was a bloke a few years ago who had a go at me for doing this, and it wasn't me. And once again, this isn't me, because I don't do this. So it was uh, it was it was Dan who was eating on a couple of occasions. He admitted it and said, "I'm sorry." So this is bollock. So Don sod off. Hang
2: on, hang on. <laughs> why don't you Why don't you
0: actually read the email and to to see who he is accusing? I don't want to. You read it. No, it's your email. You read it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you knob. You absolute
1: knob. Now read I the email. Back Don, Don, I'm a knob don a complete i'm a complete i'm a complete knob i apologize i, w- I was so obsessed with the fact that it was somebody having to go at me again it says um except for the mastication for the love of god chidge don't eat with your mic open jk you're a funny guy in the voice of joe pesky here <laughs> hey jk hey, okay, yeah. hey, okay, you're a funny guy uh, don you're even complimenting me don that's such a faux pas on my part oh dear don uh, I'm, i'm so embarrassed don Don, I love you. Don, I'm so sorry. My,
0: Don, unbelievable. Don,
1: anyway, Don, I've listen, really up. It's you, Chidge. Chidge, don't eat yeah, with your mic. I
0: know. Well, I, 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 it could be worse. It could be worse. That wasn't you there? That was Dan. It, no, it was me last week eating cashew nuts. I mean, and, and I'm sorry, Don. My, 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 well, the first thing. When I actually read your email, and I did worse than J.K. I thought you said, except for the masturbation. But anyway, um, J.K. You're a
1: funny guy. J.K. You're a funny yeah, guy. Yeah, right.
0: You blew it the first JK, time. J.K. You're a funny um, guy. Voice of
1: Joe Pesky. What J.K. I, you're
0: a, Okay, you're funny guy. He's not from what? Northern Ireland. What I would say... That's Northern
2: like, uh, Shut up. Like that. What That's I it. would say,
0: what I would yeah. say in my defense is that on a Monday, if I have a busy day, I don't eat, uh, you know, at all from lunchtime and by about, you know, eight o'clock, I'm fucking hungry. So I'm sorry, but you are right. It's very bad radio rules to munch with your mic open. I can't turn them off. Well, I suppose I could mute myself, but... You know, then I can't control these two lunatics on the show. But anyway, point taken, Don. And uh, I apologise. And talking of loving people, I just want to say very quickly, Claire, I love you. Anyway, it's my turn for the emails now, isn't it? Can I I say about Claire as well? Yeah, yeah.
1: Was was that better, Claire? Were we, were we? Yeah, she
0: said lovely things about us all night in Mixler.
1: More, more, yeah, more or
0: less. We redeemed ourselves, I think. Don, Don, I'm so
1: sorry. That was
0: really sorry. That was paranoia. Don, he's a knob, but he did admit it. Yeah, right I'm, okay, okay. Ken, Kendall Douglas hello friends apologize in advance for the negativity but here goes uh, read as angry as you want JK well I mean I, do you want to read this JK I think he would prefer you to I,
1: mean, I didn't have much of a go in the first one did I so. no
0: exactly but right.
1: well, it means we're slightly out of kilter now that's alright
0: I'll read the uh, you'd read the next one and then we'll take it from there
1: can I use this opportunity to say Don I'm so sorry sorry about that sorry, Don. <laughs> Don. sorry. sorry. Creep, um, yeah, I'm a complete creep. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, um, but yeah, thanks, 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 Don, about saying I'm funny. Thanks, um, uh, thanks, Don. uh, <clears throat> this is from Kendall Douglas. Thanks, Don. um, hello, friends, apologize in advance for the negativity, but here goes, read as angry as you want, JK. After watching a potter disaster against new you classless, you're not, know, hey, I won't read it like that. After watching this Potter disaster against new classless United, it'll be a nice break watching the World Cup. Work gets slow for me this time of year, so I'm planning on watching as many matches as possible. Hopefully, with this long break, we can get some of our injured players back to full health. Hey! <laughs> I've peaked already, actually. Um, I'm not sure if it's just because I'm so fed up with how the team's playing, but Potterball is almost worse to watch than Sariball extremely slow tons of back passes even when not under a lot of pressure so the question i have for you all is this do you think it's due to injuries poor management lack of desire of players or a combination of all this team has been maddening these past few weeks anyways hope you all have a wonderful holiday season up the blues carefree even when we have a wizard without a wand as a manager kendal douglas Well done, Kendall. Very good. Very good. Um, I think we've covered all of those things, haven't we? All of those very things you brought up. Um, But you see, he's not happy. This man isn't happy. He's another one, Mark. Another one. Another one who wants him
0: out.
2: He wants him out. Only 37,999 to go.
0: (laughs) So, shall I read this one? Are we going to go... I'm going to be counting.
1: Yes, you read this
0: one. This is from... This sorry, is yes. this is from Ash Simpson. Yeah, Hi, Chidge, Kiddo, and the Gang. You. It's a great band, that Kiddo and the Gang. Um, they're quite cool. Anyway, first of all, thank you very much Ooh. for organising the Pat <laughs> Nevin shit, <laughs> shindig. Sorry, <laughs> um, what well, you can't see because obvi- obviously, you you're listening in black and white. <laughs> Maybe this is why we need to have this on YouTube. But you should have seen the look of contempt on JK's face at my very shit joke. That's what this show's all about. Anyway, I thought it was a good. I thought it was good. Yeah, well, joke, Mark yeah. laughed and J.K. just went, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" It's just perfect. <laughs> I didn't. You, you so did. Anyway, first sorry, of all, Don. first, Don, yeah, Don, Don Don, I'm, Don, Don, I'm Don, Don. I'm sorry, Don. I'm sorry, I just wanted to say sorry. And J.K. is a knob. Anyway, first of all, I, thank
2: you. Want to say, get down on it. So oh, on. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh-huh. Nothing to celebrate, Mark. Nothing to celebrate. Yeah. First of all, thank
0: you very much for organising the Pat Nevin Shindig. Events like that aren't going to set you up for retirement, but are obviously for the love of the Chelsea podcast community. Abso-bloody-lutely-right, Ash. Um, it was great to say hello, Chid. Yeah, it was good to see you too, mate. And have the opportunity to ask Pat who, is cur- who his current favourite player is, which was Jorginho. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Followed by O. Thiago Silva. I'm writing this directly after the Newcastle game, uh, which may be a foolish thing to do. I'm just so frustrated watching Chelsea right now. So much so, I was counting down the clock when watching the game tonight. Uh, as soon as we conceded it, conceded, it was obvious we wouldn't. Go, we weren't going to go and score. We're so impotent currently. Speaking of the ma- the man, uh, speaking of the man, area the last time Chelsea. Oh yeah. Speaking of the man. I think he means Pat. The last time Chelsea gave me the fizz... Oh, no. I don't think... Well, I don't know. The fizz was over a year ago against Juventus. I keep hearing people say, uh, is this squad o- is overdue? A ho- uh, uh, yes. It, sorry, I should have read this before. I keep hearing people say that this squad is overdue a, a an overhaul, I think uh, is what you mean. But 12 months ago, we were world beaters with Reese and Chile being inverted wing backs at times. Although slightly slow tracking back tonight, I thought Lewis Hall had movements like Chile by cutting inside the pitch. Lewis can certainly pass a ball. I think he's a great little player. I really do. I'm going off here, there and everywhere, like a Pat Nevin, Jimmy Greaves story. Sorry. Anyway, the main thing that is pissing me off early in Potter's reign, about the, apart, apart from the shit results, is his play... Any fucker as a wing-back... Well, quite. If we don't have wing-backs, then play a back four. We Absolutely,
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I understand someone having a ph- philosophy, but if you don't have the players for that tactic, then adapt. I'm waiting to see when Putter puts Thiago at wing-back. All seriously... Isn't it obvious that the players have no rhythm because the team is so unsettled? Nobody knows if they're coming or going. Yeah, I I think that's a good point. It reminds me of Ranieri pissing around with Dennis Wise in a million positions until he got rid of Dennis. Absolutely right. We're so fortunate for this break, thanks to our corrupt World Cup in the Middle East. You wouldn't have the Winter Olympics in the UK, so why is there a World Cup in a desert? Something stinks. It's the drains in Qatar, uh, if the season continued, I'd be jumping up and down for a four two three, one formation. One last point I'd like to make is about Rudiger. He ended his Chelsea career as a beast, the king of Shithousery. What is never brought up is the previous three and a half years prior to Tommy T. Yeah, that's a good point. Good season under Sarri, but under Conte and Frankie was inconsistent. I wonder if we dodged a bullet by not getting him tied down to a new mega deal. Mind you, we've pissed enough money up the wall since. Koulibaly's lack of adaption to the league is probably making us all miss Rudy even more at the moment. Yes, I think that's a good point, Ash. Bit of revisionism, perhaps, by us all. Anyhow, thank you for the Chelsea therapy time. It was great to write down some of my frustrations regarding the team. Can't wait to hear some more of 50 Years of Chelsea. All the best, and thanks again for this wonderful podcast, Ash Simpson. Lovely email, Ash. Thank you. And I think we 30, broadly agree.
1: 30,998, Mark. Long way
2: to go, JK. Long Ooh. way to go.
1: Sorry, Don. Don, I'm sorry. Sorry. Don,
0: JK's a knob. Yeah.
1: Um, Chigi and the gang. Uh, that's me and Mark. Um, The gang. I mean, not Chigi We're not Chigi I suspect this will be my last mail for some time. Oh. While this sounds melodramatic, I doubt there will be any emails read out during the World Cup. You're right, there won't be, George, because we won't be here. Uh, Typing this on the train back home to Alton. uh, I've been there like that. Yeah, Alton Towers. Unfortunately, I know. Alton Hampshire,
0: mate.
1: Yeah, funny enough, I was immediately thinking of Alton Hampshire because I've driven past it. Yeah, Alton. Then I suddenly thought of the Towers, where I played a character called. They're in Stoke. They are. They are. Mm. Yeah. I remember having to go on a. You know,
0: um, Graham Potter really should be the manager of Stoke, shouldn't he? He should, shouldn't he? Yeah.
1: I had to go on a roller coaster there, Mark, um, mm-hmm. uh, 15 times because they wanted to get different angles, uh, shooting angles, close ups. And uh, it was. Do you like, like roller coasters? Funnily enough, no. Yeah. Not now. I, got, <laughs> I
0: in, in the spirit of of uh, tangents and not giving a shit about the running yeah, order. Or or no, no, no. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to do the same. I shot yeah. a commercial uh, on a roller coaster in uh, San Diego once, and I, I directed it, obviously. And uh, I made the actors go up and down this. It's a proper old-fashioned one. You know, one of those white wooden ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I made yeah, the yeah. actors do it about 50 times until they were sick, and they hated me, and they wanted me to go up. And I said, no, I fucking hate roller coasters. I'm not going up there. how to lead your team successfully
2: yeah or
0: not, as the case may be.
2: Maybe our players have been going on roller coasters and that's what's wrong at the moment. Isn't yeah. It? yeah.
1: And the manager won't go on them. Yeah. 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 Anyway, typing this on the train back home to Alton, not Alton Towers, the one in uh, Hampshire. Unfortunately, I no longer live in Winchester, but still only a bus ride away and I work there. After watching Winchester City get a last-minute 2-1 win away to Hamwell Town, incidentally founded by Newcastle fans. Oh, but which one? Which Newcastle? Newcastle underline or Newcastle on time. Ahead of a trip.
2: Newcastle to... on time. They're the London Geordies. Yeah. Are they? Ahead of a trip to yeah. the unbeaten
1: league leaders. How I wish Chelsea had that conviction. From what I saw, the match, they seem to be going through the motions. The squad can be competitive again, but it requires major work. I did, however, manage to get past the myriad Spurs fans on the tube to Waterloo undetected. Yeah. What you... Tuck your scarf in your, in your top. It's interesting to note that a certain former ping pong player has remained fairly quiet on the subject of Newcastle. Is that Matthew Said? After giving us nearly 20 years of how dare you support your club, not that people should be shamed for supporting their club. I was expecting expecting him to be the chief constable, possibly, possibly oh, I've caught that up. I was expecting him to be the chief constable, possibly spelt with a U, of the self-appointed moral pl- Oh, Jonathan. I was expecting him to be the chief constable, possibly spelt with a U, of the self-appointed moral police. Oh, God, I got it. Anyway, with a return to 50 years of Chelsea imminent, I hope Arch Gareth, another one, another, another possible chief, chief, She's comfortable. I can't speak. Gareth Patrick Collins gets the opprobrium he deserves. I remember in an article after our victory over Barcelona, it could be summed up as how dare Chelsea beat Barcelona. He accused us of costing Middlesbrough and Spurs. Pause here to laugh. (laughs) They're shot at the title. Sorry, I didn't pause. Sorry. And Spurs. (laughs) Thank you they shot at the title before outdoing himself four years later by calling for us to be chucked out of Europe after being cheated by Ovrebo, 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 the, the arse ref, of course. Fortunately for me and unfortunately for him, I'd left school the previous year. I wonder if he whistled while on the loo to remind him which end to wipe. I also don't buy the whole death threat story. I suspect that even given how much he must have spent on his hairdos, the most threatening messages Anders Frisk got were probably from the Swedish inland revenue. It's interesting to note that Des Kelly certainly danced to Collins's tune while he was at the mail. I was listening to the episode after last season's epic Cup final. I can confirm that John Aldrich definitely is a Gareth. All I'm saying is Google Perry Taylor Aldridge. I hope to see Chidgy at one of Winchester City's games against North Lee, Hayes, Western Supermare, Poole, Bashley or Harrow Borough. I don't think I can make the one against Dorchester. Remember, you can drink outside and there's no VAR. Speak to you again after Boxing Day. Have a very happy Christmas. And until next time, up the Chels, George Spencer. Yes, maybe I'll see some of you at the Chelsea women's game against Tottenham On Sunday, well, as I said, I'm going to see uh, the Ring Cycle, but the others will be possibly there.
0: Yeah, I'm not there. Tony's
2: there. I'm there. Tony
0: and Mark. Yeah, I think probably Dan. Dino.
2: I'm. It's a shame you are not going because I think I'm in Aussies on Sunday.
0: Mate, I I will not be. I will not be fit to. Oh, sorry, you should answer that, J.K., because he's
2: talking about B82.
1: My seat. Forget anyone. B82, second row.
2: B82. Okay. Why are you in Aussies? Because I decided to treat myself to a bit of hospitality for the women's game. Is it? Is it cheaper? Uh, it's cheaper than normal match day hospitality, but more expensive than the match ticket. I thought, yeah. Go on, some, put, put a number on it. Uh, 45 quid.
0: No way. 45 quid?
2: Yeah. You're getting lunch as well? No, but free drinks for two hours. Fucking hell. So Jonathan's had a heart attack. <laughs>
0: can i I drink 45 you've ended him mate you've ended him he's he's he's, he's snuffed it he is no more he is an ex jonathan kid he has gone to meet his maker uh george um tony and i on last week's show as you may recall are going to plot coming down to see winchester city at home and i will let you know on twitter as and when that may be but tony's bang up for it as am i so there you go right tom robson Hey, Chidge, JK, and esteemed guest, I hope you're all well this fine Monday evening. Like you guys, I was incredibly emotional and reactionary after the defeat to Newcastle, blaming the players he weren't good enough, blaming the manager of his inept tactics. Heck, I'd have even blamed the groundsmen if I knew their names. Having had a nice cup of char, right, said Fred, let's have a cup of char. See, there you go. Everybody's at it. Two sugars. I calmed down and gave myself a thorough talking to. Uh, the way I see it is, this really is a process. Firstly, on the players. We bought, loaned in four new first-team signings whilst also integrating a handful of new youth players, three of which started against Newcastle. It's hard enough for one new signing to come into an established dressing room or new club and immediately gel with their teammates, let alone a nearly a full 11. The chemistry and understanding on the field just isn't there yet. You can see in the way they play how how alone they look, often opting to pass back to Mendy or Kepper as they have no confidence playing it forward to a colleague. The ability to link up fluidly really is months of playing away. There's no getting away from that. While it may look frustrating, it just needs time and a stable starting 11. Secondly, on the manager, the starting eleven on Saturday with what he has left to pick from, I found to be quite positive. As did I, Tom, as did I. Uh, as the, did I. Yeah, the, the front three of Mount, Broyer and Gallagher shows me he understood who his, who his motivated players were. And clearly he wanted a high press with Cova and Jorginho behind for some experience and security. However, as as discussed earlier on, the players just couldn't execute. And that was a real shame. In the weeks previous, we've seen from Potter in-game tactically switches. Uh, in-game tactically switches i think anyway the example being the man united game where he responded to united's 4-1-4-1 high pressing overload by changing our 5-2-3 to a 4-4-2 with a diamond four in the middle to neutralize their threat this really does show how uh, does show he gets it tactically however i'm not sure why these changes haven't been seen as frequently lately perhaps injuries and a weakened bench has meant he's opted to try and suffer through moments instead only he can really explain this what i think is safe to say is he wants to see his football played at all times and he's effectively doing an early arteta and suffering in the loss the suffering the losses in the hope of progress and that his players will eventually catch up and they will i'm sure we are as a fan base unfortunately used to pragmatism because of having to a get a result or you're fired b poor squad investment meaning we have to shield our weaknesses from the opponent to prevent a from occurring sacrificing an identity or playing style of our own. All excellent points, Tom. So, I believe we have to accept this moment with the hope that by the end of the season, we start to see some combinations emerging which will only develop further over the summer. Uninterrupted this time by COVID, torment, uh, tournaments or takeovers. I almost said torment then, which a uh, Freudian slip, whoever there was. <laughs> to finish on the manager, excuse the double on Tondra. Very nice. Yes, the press conferences are boring, but have you ever considered this may in, maybe intentional? Perhaps he's a mastermind of misdirection, giving the press absolutely nothing to slander him with. It's a genius move. I imagine him throwing boots at Sterling, he- Sterling's head in the changing room one minute, then coming out to tell the awaiting media he gave everything today, that boy. I'm so proud of him. I like to indulge in this fantasy. It helps me get through the press conferences. Well, I think you've kind of answered your own question there, Tom. Now, many people are saying, get this player or that player in January, but I'm afraid that's not the quick-fix solution. I don't think there's a player alive that can fix what only time can solve. Even Haaland leading the line would have a screaming, why don't they get the ball up to him quicker? Just look at the lack of service Lukaku enjoyed during his brief spell. What I would say on signings is that Declan Rice is now more important a signing than ever. Not only does he fill the defensive midfield position we so desperately need, but mainly that he has an understanding of the club and culture whilst having an established chemistry with Mount and the other English players on and off the field. That combination in the middle of the park could fix so much for us in a short space of time. Of course, other areas need uh, strengthening too, but that would be my main priority personally. So, in conclusion, guys, let's give the process a chance and accept this season for what it is and allow the club time to heal, grow and get all its ducks lined up in a row. It is, of course, a marathon and not a sprint. And there's just no way these owners who so desperately want to build a winning empire won't get there eventually. Let's not turn on ourselves in the meantime and create turmoil as that will only slow the process. At the end of the day, we all want the same thing. I feel sad in having to concede this defeatist conclusion as I love Tuchel's mantra of not tomorrow now, win today. But for the reasons stated above, I just can't see that, that happening with this group in this moment. Instead, I will give them my patience. But if they fuck it up next season, hashtag Potter out. Only joking, maybe. Enjoy the break, guys, and up the fucking chels. Tom. Tom, I think that's an excellent email. The one thing I would, would, would say, the gripe that I have, I think you're right. I think Potter is good in-game tactically, but notwithstanding you know i think if he actually started the the fucking correct formation at the beginning he wouldn't need to do that you know i the number of times we've had to play against teams with a back four or three or four in midfield and he sets us up light in midfield is it's just really annoys me and he ends up nearly every match playing with more players in midfield and a back four as a consequence why don't you fucking start playing it like that that's my gripe and i think that you made another excellent point which I've now completely forgotten about, um, Declan Rice. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I mean, everybody with half a brain cell has been saying for weeks and weeks, months and months, years and years, the problem that we have at Chelsea is our midfield. We don't really have what I would call a bona fide defensive midfielder, i.e. one that can effectively shield the back three or four and and just, you know, it's like a wall. Nothing, no, Nothing shall pass. Um, and we, at the same time, don't have anybody who can transition the ball quickly up front. I mean, I know Trent Giorgino can do that, blah de blah blah But I think in Rice, you've got both. And I think he, he would really be a massive, massive asset. So I hope... That... The other thing, of course, West Ham are playing like shit. So they won't make the Champions League or even the Mickey Mouse tournaments either. So there's a chance that he might say, you know what, they've had a good run. I'm not going to get Champions League football uh, with West Ham. Maybe it's now time to go to Chelsea. I hope so. Anyway... Uh, Gabriel Ewing it, it would that? wouldn't it it would be lovely I'd, I'd love that plus yeah. the fact he would fuck off all the Georgine Easter's Sari Easter's and other weapons on Twitter he's English they're all biased because he's English yes
1: yeah, the other thing isn't it oh, oh. Yeah, speaking of, uh, of Pulisic um, uh, he needs to perform doesn't he really
0: He'll score a hat-trick against England in the World Cup. You heard it here first.
1: He'll score against us? I bet he does. Definitely. Um, I'm described here as our very own Saf. What's that?
0: Sir Alex Ferguson. No.
1: Must be something else. Saf London.
0: No, it's Sir Alex Ferguson. No. Yes. No. Yes.
1: It must be... Silly ass fool. No. Anyway, okay. Uh Ditched JK our very own Sav, Sef Sav London. And all fantabulous guests. It's Mark, it's Mark Mean. I think it's fair to say the recent performance of this team is nothing less than depressing and embarrassing. That's thirty-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven, Mark.
2: Um no, ninety-eight, because Tom Robertson's letter was a very good one.
1: Oh, he gets one back, does he? All right, all right. Yes, uh, And and Uncle Chidge will be a millionaire if Chelsea continue to play like this after the World Cup. God knows how many of us need to book a session. Needed to book a session. Oh, I see. Mm. Clever, 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 clever,
0: clever. I will be holding clinics during the World Cup.
2: His
1: price will go up
0: triple Um, at least.
1: Yeah, after three consecutive
0: triple Chidge, surely triple World Cup rates quintuple. Quintuple. Uh, I'll settle for that.
1: After three consecutive league defeats, plus the Carabao Cup lost, I keep asking myself, what are we even doing? Don't expect the answer to come from the manager when all he says is, uh, you know, I'm proud of the boys. It's the reason they give their all. We weren't in a great moment. We tried. I mean, seriously, is this how far we've come? Is this what Chelsea is? I agree completely with that. I mean, I get it. We have our most important players injured, a new manager, a new hierarchy, busy schedule, World Cup on the brink, etc. However, that doesn't mean our standard would be lowered. That should not mean players can give less than 100%. tried. Fuck off. I have to say, I have to say, Gabriel, I agree with you completely the boys in blue almost had a fight with the magpies after the whistle was gone this saturday looked like they're more upset about being insulted of their ego than losing the game the priorities are completely wrong looking back at the game i can't remember we created much going forward which is a recurring theme since the brighton defeat and when we do profligacy prevails there wasn't any profligacy we only had one shot it's genuinely baffling to see us stumbling so hard trying to get into the opponent's box Our midfield was non-existent. Our press was worthless. Our passing was bleak. No one looked sharp. Selections were questionable. Our only bright spot came from our 18-year-old academy player who has more balls and composure than the entire first team. Meanwhile, on the touchline, our manager rolled over on his belly to Arteta and offered participation awards to his players. Tough pill to swallow for the fans. By no means, I'm Potter out. Oh, yes, you are, Gabriel or Gabriel. (laughs) oh no he isn't oh yes he is <laughs> please say you are please it means that my numbers go down oh, oh, oh. i support our manager and our club i'm willing to see where we are in a couple of years with him in charge but we've got to show a better fight than that you're no longer at brighton where there's no expectation this is chelsea we compete to win He's right, you know, blue is the colour, football is the game. We might not be expecting to win major trophies just yet, but we're still there to win games. There's no excuse for subpar level effort. I hope Potter's doing whatever emotional intelligence wizardry to whip these players into shape. Very good, it's not working there. I fear he's too soft. Yes, we discussed that. And at the moment, it's just not working for me. Oh, well, thank you for that reference. Thank you. As for the tactical side of things, I reserve my judgment until we have a full squad of usual starters to competing games. Potter's a good coach, but is it up to the Chelsea standard? I'm not quite sure. He'd better step up quick. I believe this could be the make or break for his career. We're going through a period where the environment is not favourable to our coach. I think this will really test the fan base and filter out the ones who aren't willing to lose with the team, which in itself could be beneficial to the club as a whole. Oh, I mean, if I leave, nobody would notice. Okay. Um, Anyway, there's one more point I want to make. Mr. Bowley, whatever you're smoking, please just quit and stop playing football manager. Let those who know what they're doing do their job. Stick with cutting the checks and finding a proper sponsor to replace three on our shirt. Look at Liverpool. There's legit concern if we don't stay competitive, we could end up in the same spot as they are. After all, we're just an investment of Clear Lake Capital. And if the investment doesn't return, we'll be tossed aside. In a heartbeat. bump, bump, bump. This World Cup can't, can't come soon enough for us. Perhaps it's a blessing in disguise. It disgusts me to say that top four is probably the best we could be, if not out of reach already. Suffering is coming our way, and we'll most likely depend on the fat cast <laughs> to ease the pain.
0: Not a not a hope, not a chance. N- not that. recently, that's for no, sure.
1: That's <laughs> <chance of>
0: <laughs> But hopefully in the long run,
1: we'll finally be able to compete and be champions of England once again. In the meantime, enjoy the World Cup. If you ever needed needed a team to cheer for, Canada is the one. Don't forget about the 50 years of Chelsea series if England is out early. As always, thanks for the great work. Up the Chelsea, up the fan cast. Best, Gabriel Ewan or Gabriel Ewan. How is it pronounced, Gabriel? Gabriel? Gab. Gab. Gabriel Ewan. Ewan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 good yeah. mail nice mail yeah. nice
0: mail up the canada eh hey. 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 right hey. this is hey. from this is from alex woodhams so you may remember alex alex was our uh he was our opposition view when we played uh corinth corinth Uh and uh he's he's a chelsea living in brazil and he says buena noche chidge and jk And Mark, of course. Hope you guys are well. Thanks for the continued great content. Please see my last email to the fancast regarding Strikers. In it, I asked if you thought Tony, Mitrovic or Broyer would fill our vacant number nine role last year as they were all potentially available in the summer. You guys, you guys thought they weren't up to it at the time, but I would like to know if your opinions of the three have changed since. Regards, Alex. And his email was sent on the 3rd of May, 2022. Hi, Chidge, JK and all the Marks, Martins and Alex. Hope you're all well. This email is regarding the eternal striker conundrum we face once again and the very real possibility we don't have another bucket load of clash cash even to splash on the next high profile number nine of the conveyor belt. I know this is a bit, speculative, a bit of a speculative thought experiment, but nonetheless... I would like to hear your thoughts. Out of these three budget alternatives, which is which has impressed you the most? Forty-two goal, uh, Big Al Mitrovic, Ivan the Penalty Tony, Armando the Saint Broyer. Personally, I would throw any cash we have at getting Declan Rice on board. Huzzah! And then take a punt on a cheaper alternative up front. Up the Chelsea. Alex in Brazil. Uh, easy, Tony, fucking superb player. Should be should be in the England squad going to the World Cup. Uh, I I can't speak highly of him enough. Um, I thought Tony was Pony last year, but I was wrong. He Uh, has a great
1: swagger about him, doesn't he, He does.
0: Those two goals against City were were class, mate.
2: Class, yes.
0: Well also the huge anticipation.
1: I love it. You know, gets in, sees the cross. Well, also he's playing. Those two boys who play for Brentford, um, Henry and what's the other one? Um, Buema, is it? The other winger. The speed they've got. I've, Brentford slightly worry me because they do play slightly like Wimbledon from from 30 years ago. But uh, lots of ball booted up the field and lots of headers and then uh, uh, and some of those corners. I and mean, an interesting thing that Newcastle did at the weekend was that no tippy tappy free kicks ever. If the ball is in your half, they don't tap it and carry on trying to just, you know, pass it wide and get it to the the wide wing as Tuchel did. They um they just, you know, it's a it's a big set piece. And it's interesting to see the the panic that it creates because they've got tall players and uh, Brentford are are a, a wonderful combination of just brilliant sprinting um, up the other end of which Tony is 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 part of it. He gets up there as well at great speed. So not only is he immensely clever and talented and skillful in the penalty area, he is, is so, so speedy. Um, we've already got Brozier as he, uh, he, I think he didn't wasn't aware that Brozier was was um loanee. But Mitrovic, I don't think would ever leave Fulham, and also I'm, I'm, he's, he's a bit of a, he's, there's an element of the Costa about him without the, um, without the confrontation. But uh, I, I, the one I'd like is Tony. I'm the same. I wouldn't like, uh, and with Broger, we've got, and it's, it's not a great experience at the moment. He needs to, he's a bit raw, as we've said.
0: You're
2: next. Yep. Yep. Know, I'd go, I'd go for Tony as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Player.
1: Mark like to say something. This is from Robert Smales. Um, surely even we can't be truly thinking about getting rid of potter at this stage of the season can we we chalk this
0: one up as a mark one no 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 it's a a rhetorical rhetorical question mark (laughs) it's rhetorical
1: he he means yes he means yes we would Um, i've read his letter oh you've read it have you okay any new manager would miss the usual new manager new impetus as we now got a month's break then you're straight into a crazy fixture list with no time for any new manager to prepare. Oh, he wants him gone. He's just saying it wouldn't be a very good idea. as so you've got too much t- time to prepare. <laughs> so that's kind of 50, 50, isn't it? Yeah. Um, However, lessons have got to be learned quickly. Potter's already losing some of the fan base and clearly he's not helping himself with bland post-match interviews. Yes, I agree. And the press conferences have become a joke with dull responses. Absolutely. A club of this size really cannot live on a diet of the boys gave everything every post-match where most fans think the complete opposite. However, Potter's not to blame for 200 uh, million being washed down the drain this summer in transfers that just haven't worked. Not one of the signings have come alive yet, and in the case of Cuccarella just seems to have spent far too much money for a limited return. Uh, to be fair, I don't think I don't think he's he's played anywhere near the level that he played at Brighton where he was player of the year. Weirdly, the small successes cost us nothing like Gallagher, Hall, James, and Chalabar. Potter deserves one summer transfer window. Is it time for one or two quality buys like Rice, etc., to supplement the academy players and another clear out of those boys who actually don't give everything and maybe a bit of media training for Potter? Yeah, it's a very good idea. And then hope that Graham can turn into Harry and wave his one next season in a normal season with, I guess, no Champions League. Yes, indeed. I did hear Bowley has a great deal of time for the current Roma manager. And who knows with this club, could we see Joe Day 3 one day? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Love the podcast. Regards, Robert Smales. Robert, 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 yes. Could we see Mourinho back? God, mm-hmm. no.
0: Please not. Please mm-hmm. not. It'd be like Richard Burton and fucking Elizabeth Taylor. Not literally fucking Elizabeth Taylor, but you know what I mean. Chit, what did you say? I had this dreadful image. I know, sorry. I can't unsee it or unhear it. I Chit, meant Chit. it would be like, I'll try that again. Take two take two it would be like uh richard burton and elizabeth taylor no it's not gonna work is that better fucking no shut up shut, stop mucking about uh right last but no my name means least tim tim wingfield i'm sorry i'm gonna have to call you tim wingfield digby uh jk will un- and uh, mark got a nod of uh, appreciation as well okay hi all tim this is from tim wingfield digby unless you didn't realize hi all uh the last few weeks i should read it in a tim wingfield digby way hi all the last few weeks have been quite tough and it got me thinking about the circumstances of the other teams in the league who have found recent title success or are now pushing for it i can't be carrying on with that clock took over in liverpool in october 2015 And the club had been a little tight. Sorry, a little. Where did I get that from? Club had been a title contender two years prior. It would then take Jurgen until 2020 to win the league. The first two years they were poor, and in his first season they finished eighth, 21 points off Leicester. Over the first few transfer windows, Klopp continually changed the personnel in the dressing room. City did the same with Pep, and his mediocre first season. Uh, after his mediocre first season. And Arteta is the most recent example where a club has backed an overhaul of the squad. No player was safe in any of those instances, no matter their name or standing in the game. Why? Because you need an entire squad who buys in, who fits the manager and who complement each other. Chelsea must, in capital letters, do the same. Like those clubs, we need a complete alignment from coach to executive. Uh, Something more important in the modern game than perhaps ever before. For too long, we've been playing with a squad built by four or more different managers. Tuchel might have plugged some of the holes and the ship was able to keep sailing, but inevitably it was always going to start sinking. That's a good point. Now it's time to bring the ship into dock and replace the hull. Only then can we raise the mast and sail away to the title land. I love your imagery, Tim. Befitting of a Wingfield Digby, I think. That leads to this question. Which players in the squad realistically should be moved on? Up the Chelsea, and all the best, Tim. Um, I'm, the quick point I'm going to say, I totally get what you're saying. And I think the problem that I've had recently is that, uh, you know, um, Potter is not Klopp or Pep. Um, Arteta is a good comparison in a way, but you know, anyway, we could argue that to the Cows come home. I think that just illustrates the difficulty that a lot of the sports are having because it's, this is not a black and white argument. It is very gray and nuanced. And in terms of who I would get rid of in the squad, okay, let's work from back to front. Mendy, um, I, I hesitate to say Cooley-Bally, but I do. Silva will go. I'm not Dave. Sure. Uh, Dave, obviously. Yeah, uh, Cucurella, maybe his utility. Keep, keep Chalabar. Oh, I know. Well, okay. I'm just getting through the ones that we should be moving on. So, Mendy, Dave, Cooley-Bally. I don't know. You should probably give him more time. You can say the same about Cucurella. Silva will go anyway, I expect. Uh, in the midfield, um, Jorginho, definitely. Kante, probably. Kovacic, I would keep. Cheek, maybe if you can get better in than him, maybe he has to go. Pulisic, I don't think, will stick around. Ziyech will go. Aubameyang will go. Um, who, anybody else? If I missed anybody. Okay. Right, Ziyech we'll will go, obviously. Uh,
1: <sighs> James will go.
0: No, no, James James stays, Chilwell stays, Mount stays, Gallagher stays, Broyer stays. What if the club
1: ceased to have any... They've got to get them under contract, haven't they? Otherwise, you might find some of these players wanting to leave if we're low down in the division and not doing very well and not playing Champions League football. Oh, a,
0: there, is a, there is an issue there, as, uh, as I said yeah. earlier. I would keep Havertz, actually, even though he's having a stinker. I think maybe this is more World Cup-oriented than anything else. But I, I, I think there's something about Havertz I would keep him. But, yeah, I mean, you know, easily with one, one, you know, waft of my pen, I would get rid of at least half of them. And I think that tells you everything, really, doesn't it? Mark, what say you, Old Bean?
2: Uh, not too dissimilar. Uh, I think Mendy will move on. I think Dave uh, may move on to the coaching side. His playing days will soon be up. Koulibaly, yes, I think. One good game and five doesn't quite work for me, but it's his first season so I'd still give him time. Same, same with Kuperea. Uh, Loftus cheek. I like Ruben, but he's had so many so many opportunities and he's never actually you know, made the place permanently his own. So I could see him moving on. I think J5 will go. I think Kante will go. I think Havertz might go. I just, I, I agree he's a good player, but He's not doing it at the moment. I wouldn't be in the least bit surprised if he moved on or went back to Germany. And Bamiyang, yep, I think he'll go as well. He was purely a Tuchel signing, so I can't see him being around for a long haul. Mm. And Ziyech as well. Ziyech will go, I think, in the January, Chancellor window
0: Are you broadly in agreement with that, JK? All right. All right. Okay, well, that's good, because that, I'm afraid, is all we've got time for tonight. And, in fact, the next six weeks... What are you going to do without us? Anyway, while the World Cup is on, we do plan to do a few editions of My Chelsea when I have bothered to phone up relevant people and wallow in the nostalgia of our 50 Years of Chelsea series, uh, Mark Me and Willing.
2: Yep, I should be around. I think the next one is a 2004-5 season. Oh, goody. Yeah, so that might be one to get a few more people on as well. well oh, okay our first title
0: in 50 years okay i'll think about it i'll think about it that'll make it a five hour show if we get more people no
2: no 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 no. yeah we we can we can can be disciplined well
0: well should we do them on a friday night or a monday night i
2: don't mind
0: what i'll do mate because you know i haven't done a schedule for obvious reasons um what i'll do is i'll figure out what we've got to do and fire a few dates at you and see because you you have yeah. as you now know you've made yourself completely indispensable you are the 50 years of chelsea series <laughs> not that <laughs> i want to load any expectation or pressure no, on you no so, no pressure no all right pressure. so let let me fire a few dates at you both and then we'll take yeah. it from there because we know what we have to do and it, it, is a, it is a lot of work for me to prepare them and for you too because you do these fantastic notes so We'll take it from there. All right. But yeah, we will return with the 50 years of Chelsea series because we don't want you all going loopy over the next six weeks. But anyway, when we do, we'll let you know and uh, keep a look out in the usual places for them when they go up. Uh, Now, uh, we do hope to hope. That sounds a bit ominous, isn't it? We hope to be back to report on the Bournemouth (laughs) Forest and City matches, but I won't be with you. I've decided after 15 years that I'm... St- no, no, I'm joking. Uh, I won't be with you for very good reason, actually, because my, my lovely lady wife, uh, who finds me very irritating, as you can imagine, has demanded that we go on holiday uh, in January. And uh, so I'm off to Lanzarote, mate. Uh, and I'm also going to be in Froome for Christmas. So, Chris Axon, you have been warned. I will be knocking on your door to escape my mad family for a, a, a local hostelry that I can get drunk with in, with you. Uh, but I'm in Froome for Christmas and then literally right after that I'm buggering off to uh, Lanzarote for some summer, some winter sun. Cool. So I won't be back until the 8th of January. Uh, so I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to twist Dean Mears' arms and get him to present uh, the shows because he did a fabulous job last time but also to publish them which I n- haven't told him how to do that yet. So I, I need to have a, a masterclass with Dino. Thanks, Dean. I know you will. Very sweet of you. Uh, anyway, if not, then we're doomed. We're doomed, I tell you. We're doomed. I'll think about it. There might be another way around it. But anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, it could, be, it could be a two-month break from the fancast, you lucky people. Uh, we'll see we'll see anyway there you go a uh, quick reminder patreon thank you for the people that signed up justin is the latest and i i was tardy in getting him an email hopefully you've got it all now and you can join the discord group because that's what happens if you do uh feel so disposed to bung a few quid our way uh for doing all the stuff that we do uh you can do it via patreon which is patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast uh and uh for that you get uh, a mini Kerry dixon banner if you want one um, and you can also uh join our Discord group, which is great fun. I mean I had such a lot of fun ranting and raving on Saturday watching the Newcastle match with you lot. I've got quite sweary on there recently, I seem to I think that I've been dropping a lot of F's and Cs recently, so it gives you an idea of my in the moment state of mind. Um, but there you go. So fiddlesticks and clot—that's the one, J.K. You got it in one. Don't forget um, when we're back, send us some emails, uh, and you can send those to chelseafancast at gmail.com And of course, if you want to send them anywhere else, Patreon, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook—it's all the same. So there you go, and you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford, cheers, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Mark at Eddie Mac, Mark. Um saw a great tweet by Marco today and it's just occurred to me that actually you are you and Marco and the gang are probably hoping that we do get relegated this season so that it will add a little bit of oomph to your come along, come along, come along and sing this song with the boys in blue, Division 2, we won't be here for a long book.
2: Am I right? Yes. Well, we don't want to be relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly yeah. got in there. <laughs> I've, I, I've already said tonight that's not going to happen. But uh, if, if those people listening to the show... Uh, on that social media thing called Twitter, yes, uh, a gentleman of this parish called Mark Worrell has tweeted something this morning. You need to keep a close eye on Mr. Worrell's tweets in the coming weeks. He's made reference to an extraordinary tribute to a Chelsea team that defined a generation. All we'll say at this stage is John Neal's Blue Light Army will present. Come along and sing this song, Chelsea, 1983 to 84 very very shortly mm. you need to keep an eye on the social media. we'll be launching it very very soon i have the only copy in existence at the moment but there will be more copies available yeah. very soon with the support of hopefully the 335 people who've liked mr Worrell's tweet so far today
0: yeah that's an absolute can't wait for it can't wait for it mark Absolute pleasure, as always, seeing you, Mr. Chairman. And uh, I look forward to uh, whiling away a few hours whilst
2: the boring World Cup's on, talking about Chelsea. No, me me too. Absolutely pleasure to be on tonight. Really, really enjoyable show. Yeah,
0: we, yeah. Did, we did. And well. ho-
2: hopefully, hopefully, as I said at the start, I did a little to dampen JK's ire.
0: Yes, yeah. better to damp his ire than his ardour. <laughs>
2: I'm not sure about that. Actually, uh, I could tell
0: by the way your face was like <laughs> yeah. if I could see the cogs turning round, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Jk, you old scroat, Absolutely fucking lovely to see you as always. I shall miss. I shall miss the the you know the in the moment shows with you for the next six weeks. But I will. I'm really looking forward to some more education from Mark with you uh, riding shotgun with me as always.
1: Thank you. Yes. Lovely to be on. Mark,
2: you're excellent as always. Yeah, Fantastic. Brilliant I'm, stuff. I'm still not quite persuaded. Yes, indeed. Well, don't, don't, don't worry. Put it this way. If we're here in this time, 12 months and Posit is not our manager because he failed miserably, I'll buy you dinner.
0: Right, there you go. You remember where you heard that first? Yeah. Be gluten-free. Yes, indeed. That's
2: fine. It can be gluten-free.
0: Enough. Right. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, especially you very lovely and brave people in Mixler. Uh, we won't see you on Friday night. We'll see you sometime in the new year, maybe without me for a week or two, but who knows. Until then... Stay safe. Enjoy the World Cup if you if you are that way inclined. Uh, but most of all, and this is very important, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, like yeah.
1: uh, We're the boys it? to set them alight. It's more like you, uh, Great potters,
0: blue and white army. Uh, m-